Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. want to give a big shout-out to all of our sponsors, Nobles Networking, Williams Tire, Gridiron Coffee Company. What's up, Brad Sepp? Uh, Mr. Jay Popper over at uh, Par Hopper. Thank you for the new polo that they just sent me. Guys, go check them out. They are nasty. Uh, let's also, you had not sent me a new hat this month yet, but uh what is it straight haggard thread company thank you guys that was me telling you to send me some more fucking hats um red circle our management company thank you for all that y'all do all the corporate sponsors and everything along with the show uh today's gonna be fun oh before i get started uh I, i'm not gonna name everybody's name from this past weekend our golf retreat and uh chuck winborn's bachelor party but uh just want to thank everybody for coming eddie bolden you did a hell of a job um you guys are awesome it's the best trip i've been on uh in a very very long time very humbling to have my ass whooped all weekend um but i want all you bitches to remember who had the longest drive of the weekend it was me bitches and i was the uh anyway so before we get started um i want to reintroduce two folks that have uh in the past month been on the show and i really really like both of them We've got uh, Miss April Scarborough, who just did the episode, um, the sex trafficking abuse show that we did about two Mondays ago. Thank you for coming back, Miss April. Thank you for having me. Uh, I think we'll have fun with you today if we can keep you on track today. <laughs> that's the goal. We're gonna te- I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you how to tell a story. But that's the only complaint that I got after the show was over. Everybody loved you. Everybody just was infatuated with your story. And just thought it was insane and how strong you are with all the shit you've been through. But they said we jumped around a lot. So me and you are going to, we're going to work on that because uh, your story is too good and can help too many people not to be told the right way. But you don't know. You don't know. And I wasn't paying attention. I literally, I was sitting here. I was so wrapped up in your shit. I was not, I wasn't like, oh, God damn, I got to keep her on track. But I was just as off track. I know. Too. We, we did. We did bounce around a lot. And we did, like, there's things that we brought up and didn't finish bringing back up yeah don't worry we got we got plenty of time that's all the time i want and then miss jen street jen i went back and listened to our episode on the way to nashville i think i was leaving that day to go to nashville after or that week it's the most professional episode i did oh well that's good i looked listen i listened to it and i was like i'm gonna be fucking rich oh well I'm glad I could I had you. I had you. <laughs> Remember me when you get rich. I will. I had you <laughs> and I had another guy on that week named Matt Oxley. Uh, big liberal dude. Uh, he's marrying one of them Transformers. Just playing Matt. I know you listen. I know you don't like that, but it's still fucking funny to me. Um, but, I know uh, what episode you're talking about. Yeah, I listen to that one yeah, too. Yeah, I could have hollered at that guy. I was in the truck almost to Nashville by the time I had listened back to his too. And um, I don't ever listen to shows. I just, for some reason... That week was just like a good week, and I wanted to hear how I did. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> I actually told her um, when she sent it to me to listen to, and it's like, hey, you got to go on his show and, and talk about your story. And she sent me hers, and I listened to it. And the first thing I said was, I said, you guys did so well together. Yeah. Y'all sounded like co-hosts. You did. You did very, very well. Thanks. You did very well. I always wanted to be a news reporter, like, I always wanted to be one. You look like one. I, I do with the hair, Donna. Is uh, it the hair? It's the glasses. Um, Pull your mic closer to you. Again? Yeah, there you go. 
Is that better? I know. It's, no. it's crude. <laughs> you got to. It, there's no other open. way. There's no other way to view what this thing is than what it is. You got to almost put your I'm lips here. on it. I'm right here. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> See, there you go. Now your levels are fine. Your levels are fine, too. Um, so the reason why I had April on the show is because Jen told me about April. And then I became obsessed with uh, April's story. But how did you two meet to start off with? Well, that's a good question. I know you reached out to me, but I don't know how you reached. Like, was it through? I remember, so right whenever I had gotten out of transition, I ended up in some group message with you and a few other ladies about going to like the street team and like helping out with people and like taking chicken biscuits to these hotels and stuff. And then somehow me and you kept going. I don't really remember. Do you? I think you messaged me. Okay. And you told me what, what was going on. Gotcha. And then I was, and then we just came obsessed with, with each other. With each other. <laughs> yeah. They work you out. get us together. We don't stop talking. I'm scared of that. You should be. <laughs> to, to be honest with you. And uh, I, I also, before we keep going, I want to say this. Do you know how many people told me to be at this studio at 8.30 in the morning? <laughs> Seriously. Well, thank you. And then, and then, if they did tell me to be here at 8.30 in the morning, they were on time. I mean, we're women. Yeah, but y'all could at least text it and be like, <laughs> I did. hey, I texted bro. texted you and said we're here. Yeah, after I texted <laughs> you an hour before, and I was like, hey, what time y'all getting here? Because my fat ass was hungry. Like, I don't get up this early. The only reason why I'm as chipper as I am right now is uh, because we have been playing golf all weekend, and I had to be on the golf course at 9 o'clock. So, luckily, I'm good right now. But Had to be at the golf course. When I was sitting over at my desk while ago, and it was 8.30, and y'all wasn't here, and I was contemplating, like, you know what? We're contemplating standing you up. Yeah, that's what I was like. <laughs> Did you think that's what was happening? I messaged both of y'all. Neither one of you messaged me back. I was, I was driving. My defense, I was driving. I don't text and drive. Well, I was then down you're just Jen. an asshole, Jen. <laughs> I was just talking. I'm Shit. sorry. My, my yeah, phone's on do not we, disturb. I am that person. I told you we don't stop talking, so we were talking the whole time coming up here. We didn't even go over our facts because we were talking. I bet there wasn't a good thing said in that vehicle from Warner Robins to here. (laughs) There was, actually. I got a diagnosis. I had a therapy (laughs) session. I'm good to go now. You got a diagnosis. Yes, you don't want to hear about that one, though. Yeah, yeah, It's a long story. I don't. don't, I I have learned many things in life, Miss Jen. And as when a woman tells me that I don't want to know something... I fucking don't want to know something. Thank you. At least you're a male that acknowledges that. Yeah, but I just, I hate most of the things that somebody tells me that they think I ought to know. So when somebody says, you don't need to know this, fuck it. You're going to offer it up. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't need it. I don't need it in my life, whatever bad juju you're about to put on me. (laughs) Or what image or whatever disgusting thing is going to be stuck in my fucking head. I don't want to know. You're supposed to fill your mind with good things. And that doesn't sound like one of them. No. All right. Now, back to fucking where y'all two. <laughs> no, where did we Street meet? team, whatever. I just had to interject because, you know, it is my show, <laughs> but I don't feel like I'm going to be on this episode at all. <laughs> it's, it's the April and Jen show. But, um, no, that's, that's pretty much how we met was through a message about a street team that she had and that they were going out and they were helping these people that were in, you know, hotel rooms. And you briefly told me about that. Okay. It's cool. So we we started by going to Atlanta with another um, nonprofit, which you guys should look up. It's called Sunrise Ministries, and they help women 
that have been sex trafficked and they're based in Atlanta. And so we went down there because we're like, we don't have anything like that down here. So um, we went up there and they trained us. They were awesome um, women that, that are in charge of that. And we went with them and we go knock on the door, say, we got free breakfast for you. We go to the worst hotels, the worst. And we're just like, um, you know, free breakfast. You know, uh, we give it to them. Sometimes um, they want us to pray with them. We give them resources. We give them goodie bags of just, you know, hair products, uh, hygiene products. And I sat there the first time I went and I prayed with a pip. Like he had a woman in the room with him on the bed, had a bunch of phones, had all the goodies and stuff out there on the dresser. We knew exactly what it was. And he broke down crying. And it was an amazing moment for me coming where I came from, making that difference in his life. And he didn't know I was a survivor of all this stuff. And I never told That's him. That's not like your opening yeah. line with these folks to that like. No. No, they think we're from a church. We just go free breakfast and, and we, we have this stuff for you. And what do you need today? I we, think just, they, we just look at them as humans. We've had yeah. them tell us, you're the first person in so-and-so this amount of time that has looked at us like we're human beings. And thank you for that. Like, we had one lady that, that was um, would always feed the cats. So guess what? I started bringing her cat food for her. And That's cool. No, you're, like you're, that. you're so a cool person. We need to, we need to cool bring person. it back up because of the you know COVID-19 and stuff. Yeah. It kind of dispersed and so we're trying to actually bring that back y'all stopped because of covid well i had other people like my volunteers would stop coming and we had to have because based on where we're going even in warner robbins we know what hotels to go to like we, and we're looking for underage trafficking and if we spot that like the cops know we're, we're there yeah so if we call them they know why we're calling them and they're there in like two seconds flat because it's, it's because of an underage like we we come across domestic violence we come across just whatever um, I've had Johns open up the door and crack him open. It's like shooing us away, and you can see the girl on the bed. Like you just never know what's gonna open up that door. We've seen whole families of, you know, just a bunch of children in that. And we also bring, you know, little toys, little crowns and stuff. And sometimes that's all those kids have. And now that my husband went from working restaurants to working hotels, we like he comes home crying sometimes from going. There's a whole family in there, and. I'm not allowed to help him because he's like, I, he goes, you need to go over there and help him because technically I can't help them because I'll lose my job because my boss is always like, it's not a charity, it's a business. And if he helps one, he's got to help them all and he can't do that. So he's like, you go over there and help him. Like that's where you step in. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I bet you have just like a fucking weight on your shoulder. You, like, and I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean it like you took up the guard where a lot of people just say, fuck it. Like that right there. That's cool. That's that's cool. I can I just. So if anybody wants yeah. to, to make donations, hygiene products are the best things. Or like uh, just we had one woman one time donate a huge box of just jewelry. The women freaking love that. Like they Aww. felt so special. And especially when I said it's homemade. And they Why just, would you? Well, I don't understand the jewelry. We got it donated to us. So you're just like handing it out for the hell of it? In the, in the goodie bags. No, okay. with the women. Oh, you in the, so you in put the hygiene it, products, we put it, it in there. And it. we came back like the next Saturday. And they were like, oh, we just love that. They love it. It made them feel special. And it builds those connections. And so like when w- they do spot, when they find out, some of them know why we're there. A lot of them think we're just a church. Yeah. And we're not. We're just a group of people. Um, but... 
when the ones that know who we are and what we're doing, they'll, they'll call me. They'll tell me straight up, hey, this is going down over here, or this is what's happening. And they'll call us. That's cool. That, I mean, you're like a fucking superhero. Yes. You are. Yes, yeah, that you're the definition of a fucking superhero. That is cool. Uh, a lot of it I just don't, like I said, when y'all first got here, so many people have never been where you've been, mm-hmm. April. They don't understand it. They don't understand how you can sit here and say, my listeners, there's probably not a lot of them that's ever thought that they would have to squeeze their whole family into a fucking mm-hmm. two-bedroom or a two-bed hotel room. I've, I've, yeah. I've been there. When I first left my ex, I've been there. So I was actually sharing a room with another lady and her three kids. So there was six kids. No, there was five kids and two adults and a one-bedroom, little tiny um, uh, hotel room. So I've been there and I've seen it. And I think that's why what makes me get up there and do all this stuff because I've, I've been in their shoes so many times. But if anybody wants to, like I said, donate the hygiene products or something, maybe they can drop it off here or something. Yeah, and then I'll, yeah they I'll can drop stuff off here for you. And I'll come uh, pick it up when, when everything gets full. But That's we usually when I would make a joke about somebody <laughs> dropping me off whiskey. <laughs> but I don't even feel like that right now because you're so fucking cool. I feel <laughs> like I'm an even bigger and piece of products. Yeah, whiskey We've, and hygiene uh, products. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, um, they need that too. <laughs> I know uh, the whiskey they wouldn't get. That's a goodie bag for me. Um, we've had women one time. Uh, this one group got up hundreds of bras and underwear, and I'm not talking about the lacy kind. We're just talking about the plain Jane con here. Oh, I wouldn't um, figure they was going to buy Victoria's Secret for no, them. Not for these women, because what we <laughs> did was we donated all those to the sexual assault center. And because a lot of times people don't know this, that when a woman is sexually assaulted and they have to go to these places, right, to get the exam, they are given like a T-shirt and hosp- or a hospital gown. They have to leave in that. And that takes away their, uh, because they keep in their undergarments yeah. for, for testing. Like so, for evidence. So, yeah. So really? when you're, yeah, it becomes yeah. evidence. Mm-hmm. So when you leave and you don't have a bra on or underwear on for a lot of women, that takes away their kind of like, Security. security exactly security so like you know you're you're thinking my boobies are showing um they're gonna know type thing so it kind of helps them feel more comfortable and give them their security back so we donated all those to that place so that they had that that's cool you do a lot of good shit yeah, I'm real. I'm just not realizing I don't do shit. There's a lot That's of stuff. I was drawn to her because I was I going through a hard time and I was like, I need some positivity. How can yeah, I turn I don't, this anger I don't into fucking something? do anything I'm supposed to. I do. I do our kids thing at Christmas. I do usually one veteran thing throughout the year. What's the kid thing at Christmas? Oh, this is like the past six years. You haven't years. been watching them? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's like six years in a row. We, uh, I missed that part. Nah, it's cool. It's cool. You have like real jobs. Um, <laughs> no, like for the past six years. We do a, a toy drive every year, and I usually correlate. This is it's kind of sexist because I'm, but kind of a sexist pig sometimes. First year we did it, we call it tits for toys, and I threw a party. I rented out a bar. <laughs> I rented out a bar, and it was where if you we know w- where this is going, yeah. that's why she's smirking yeah, over if, there. <laughs> if we rented out a bar, and it was where if you brought a toy or made a donation, you got into the bar free that night, and you got a free shot, Aww. but you had to bring a toy. Um, or make a, it was either bring a toy or bring like a $20 donation for these kids. Right. And we made it like a costume party. It was where 
the women could dress up like Mrs. Claus or an elf, but the sexy version. So it was tits mm-hmm. for toys. Nice. And it was where we got some biker clubs. We got a veteran yes. organization to come to it. And uh, mm-hmm. I booked a band. We ended up having four or 500 people come out to the bar that night just to Aww. have fun and do stuff for kids. That's amazing. So it was the first time I did it, and I got hooked. Well, every year I've done it since then. This year, I don't know what. We're going to end up having the end event here because I have a studio now. So mm-hmm. I'll have, like, some guys playing music all night, and we'll move some shit out of the way. And um, but we take donations from we started last Monday and we go till December the 11th. Our goal this year is 20 families at $500 a pop. But for the like last year, we did 16 families and we did like $8,000 or something. That's awesome. And plus a lot of toys. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a lot of these people that have these social media followings. Like I'm the biggest piece of shit that there, there is as far as being a womanizer, drinking, just wild. But I love I love helping others. But I have to do it my way. I'm not doing the generic bullshit. I'm not doing stuff. Well, that's what sets you apart yeah. is leadership. Yeah. Well, and I won't, like, uh, one reason I keep doing it every year is because I become friends with more people that are bigger on social media. And I hope it's like they see my little ass doing something. They'll do it. Like, it's not, and I even tell people, like, on our lives and stuff and the content that we put out here for these events are for this fundraiser it's like you don't have to go through us i don't give a fuck if you donate a dollar to us or if you drop off a bike for a kid through us i do not care find an organization or start one Mm -hmm. yourself and give back right like i want you to give back i don't care if i'm just an out a lot of people like doing it through me because i associate fun and (laughs) taboo shit with helping others every time we do an event we did a mental health awareness event Mm -hmm. at a bar perfect place for one i know right you're already, they're already there. They're already probably got mental health issues anyway, yeah. like I do. <laughs> Been there. But, uh, no, I try to I try to take the taboo out of stuff. And one, and one thing, as far as, like, helping others go, uh, it's not, like, very taboo, but you got to make it fun. You got to make mm-hmm. people that normally wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it. Now we'll do some crazy shit with it, <laughs> and everybody likes it. And then I also, because there's a lot of people that scam folks like this, too, I also tell people that when we pick the families, like we're picking mm-hmm. families right now, that if they want to go help us deliver, mm-hmm. if they want to go along the day that we actually take the money mm-hmm. to the family or take the presents mm-hmm. to the family, they can. I want people to see it firsthand, not so Josh Terry or Raising Grass Studio gets any of the glory to it, but these people get some kind of fire lit in their ass to make Mm -hmm. a difference. That's all I want out of this world is I want people to make a fucking difference. That's why I like what you're doing. Mm -hmm. I like the shit that you're doing. That's why I asked y'all about There's a lot of people that come in here got way bigger followings than y'all. I don't ever ask them to come back. Mm -hmm. They have no substance. They don't offer shit to anybody besides, oh, I got a nice rack. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, I told a dirty joke. Yeah. What what substance do you have? Yeah. I'm a deep confusing weird son of a bitch and i like the same thing out of people i think that's why we're all at this table together no shit (laughs) no shit well you know what we need to get back together in january january is human trafficking awareness month and i'll try to had a whole month for it yep that's awesome they do um we even have our our color ribbons blue okay Um, 
but yeah, I've always wanted to do a motorcycle run or something like that. Oh, I can make and it happen I'll, for you in a heartbeat. I love having like a different spin on things. Yeah, you, you're you live in Warner Robins, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all got some of the best biker organizations in Warner Robins. I know one. Some um, real, real. Now you got some scary motherfuckers up there. I want, I want, yeah, Good. we do. I want, <laughs> I want to have my dad's bike up and running because, like I said, yeah. uh, I don't think I told you that that I have my dad's old Harley, my stepdad, yeah. the one that raised me. Oh, that's cool. And um, loved to, you know, talk, yeah. that that was our our therapy. The picture you was, showed me, he looked like yeah, a biker. Our, he was our therapy was riding together. And um, I remember when he bought his little Harley, he bought a small one because he, because like I said, he had a bad leg, so he couldn't ride. So he made it into a trike. He spent a lot of money in that bike, like more than our house was worth. That would be cool money. if you could like ride um, that in a Yeah, in a but he, he ended up dying in a car wreck, taking my nephew up to go see the bike when it was in a shop for a belt change. And um, after he died, my brother and my mother's drug habit got a hold of the bike so you know what happened it's pretty much just the frame and a few little parts here and there took me 10 years to get it from her but i got it from her that's cool and i'm rebuilding it i won't have it ready by then but maybe next year next year i'll be riding it baby steps baby steps yeah (laughs) plus toy rides yeah with bikers they just want this is the coolest thing about folks like bikers a lot of people want to give them a hard time i can't ride a fucking bike save my life I can't. I, I figured you I, were a biker. No, I'm uncoordinated really? as fuck. I'll say <laughs> my feet stay on the ground. I, that's why if you look at me and then you're like, he plays golf. He looks like he rides hard. No, I, I ride golf carts. Like, I'm not, no. But the cool thing about, and I used this example during our show the other day, April. The reason why I can believe a lot of the shit that you say is because I've been in some dark places. Like, I've been mm-hmm. in some bad shit in my life. And... The people who have really, I always call it making amends. Is just like kind of how I just justify mm-hmm. it. It's like a Catholic term. But it's, you've done so much fucked up shit. You got to do good shit. You got to atone for it. Bikers have the biggest fucking heart. They're oh, yeah. covered that head to dad. toes yep. and tattoos. Long hair. Roughest, <laughs> nastiest looking motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. They would give their shirt off their back to mm-hmm. a child in need. Yeah, that was they my dad. Will, they will ride across this country if it raises money oh, yeah. for a he, young man with times. cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, you get more. This is why I always use the term warriors and preachers. I'm mm-hmm. a warrior. I ain't no preacher. Same faith, just go about it different way. Mm-hmm. Bikers, in my opinion, they end up, bike clubs end up looking like they do more than churches do sometimes as far as helping their organizations. Mm -hmm. And then they get shit because they don't look like the people that's going Mm -hmm. inside the church. But a lot of those people that go inside that church, they ain't helping their community and those kids the ways them bikers are. I've actually stopped going to a lot of churches because I'm covered in tattoos and I'm like, I have to hide who I am. And you don't have to. Matt's who, a, yeah. I told found you a biker to church. Your, yeah. It's all right. I found a biker church There's where one, I'm more than welcome. What's the one? There's a good one uh, if it's still there. It's a place called Jugheads up in Byron. Oh, I'll have to check uh, that out. I've heard of that. Jughead is a biker. It used to be a biker, but now my dad used to go to this, so I don't even know if it's there no more. I know either the guy that owned it or ran it died in an accident probably five, six years ago, if not longer, but I think that it's still there. Um, but, uh, but anyway, it's up there. It's biker. They got right. biker church I'll and everything. Yeah. yeah. 
But when we do an event and we're riding, you can ride bitch with me on my There's not a right? chance in hell. <laughs> Like you said place. you don't ride. You can ride back there. I've ne- <laughs> I have never. My got- dad always had a shirt that said, "If yeah. the bee fell off." Yeah. Uh, if you can read this, the bee fell off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my dad's got two or three. He's got some fat ass bikes, uh, and I will not get on. I just there's something about them that I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's my gut saying that this is the way that I go out. But I'm not finding out. Like Trust I know, that, I know that I'm fucking that scared really? of being. On, I'm scared of shit being on one. I guess because I grew up around. I mean, well, you grew up around them too. I don't know. I don't know then. I was the idiot that rode on the back of the bike all the time. No, you seem like the top. The CBR, it was it was ridiculous. I'm still I I still can't believe half the stupid stuff we did on bikes that we're still here, but. This guy's supposed to be the ones that, you know, you got a purpose. You do too, though. Like, I know I'm gloating on the shit that she does, but the shit that you do, it's not like it's not important. You helping people with their sobriety and stuff like that. Dude, yeah, that's, some, cool. that's so I really, 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 I want to invite y'all back when I have Crossroads Recovery Ministry coming here. Oh, cool. I don't know if y'all know them or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I love them. Um, they're from North Macon. Uh, Brad's gonna kick my ass. I'm I'm gonna forget his name. It's okay. We're Brad, bad. No, it's Brad I'm bad with name the it's 80s. Brad, it's in. Brad Sepp. I'm I've been giving credit to the wrong person for gridiron <laughs> coffee this entire time, and I just and no one told you though. No, because uh, no, it's Brad Sepp and his wife. Because his wife just came out with a book, their story. This on one of the episodes before. It is amazing. I'm have to re- go listen I, to that on the yeah. way home. Jim, oh no, we're it's, have to it's, listen to it's, it's Crossroads Cover Ministry. They have a son who has autism that comes in here with them. Aww. Um, I love him. When I say I love Lawson, I love Lawson. He knows I'm a comic book nerd, and he made me a Wolverine like uh, thing. He's he's 15 or 16. No, he's 16 because he's driving now because they sent me the video. Um, plays football and everything. Yeah, I think it's maybe it's Tattnall. I don't fucking know what schools out there. Uh, why do I think this guy's name is? Uh, no, it is wrong. It's Brad Lord and Brad Sapp. That's where I messed up. They're both Brads. You pieces of shit. My bad. <laughs> I was over here like, oh shit, I've really messed up. No, it's both Brads. I just said Sapp while ago. Um, but no, they came in here and Brad struggled, and he's a recovering addict. And now their whole mission is in life is just to help others he would love him and his wife would love you that's awesome they would and i don't know why i did not think about connecting y'all last time i was here his wife is coming soon because she just put out a book and i already messaged her about coming i think i don't know when she is but hopefully you have to message me their info yeah yeah they'll love you but i just love people that help others like there's no reason at all that you don't take your trauma and your bullshit mm-hmm. and turn it into something positive. Well, that's what April did with what I went through. Um, mm-hmm. not, not going into too much detail of what I went through last year, but I went through a hard time and it had yeah. to do with, mm-hmm. it resulted in someone getting arrested and yeah. it was for child pornography charges. And it was just something that like. The same shit we talked about last time. Right. And it just like broke me. Like yeah. it did something to me. So we get in connection again and 
I, I don't know if she saw the wheels turned in my head or what, but it was like, Jen mm. needs to take this anger and mm-hmm. this like and whole energy to- and put it into something yep. positive because what I was doing was literally laying in the bed and I was so depressed and like couldn't get out of bed. Like it sucked. And it's like, these weren't even my actions, but that just goes to show whoever's actions, you know, your actions have a ripple effect. It will affect other people. Yeah. But then it got to the point where it was like, I didn't do anything wrong. Like this is their actions. They have their consequences. It has nothing to do with me. It's not a reflection of me, but I'm really angry. And she helped me kind of streamline it into something positive. Um, we just decided we were going to catch a pedophile. And yeah, tell me how you caught the pedophile. <laughs> the yeah, and it's our anniversary of that. So yeah. Is it really? Yes. <laughs> That's what I was telling her. I was like, this is awesome timing on the show because it's actually our anniversary of doing this. Yeah, God, don't make mistakes when it comes to timing. No, God does not make mistakes when it comes to timing. And what's crazy about the timing is we found out what app was used and um, – I can say it again. Yeah. Oh, Oh, people need to know the apps. Okay, yeah, the apps. um, The app that we utilized was Kick. And... What the fuck is Kick? It's it's Mm K-I-K. And um, that's the one I was telling you about. I literally have an... I call it spin the wheel for a pedophile yeah. because you spin a wheel and it gives you a random person to talk to for like five minutes. And if you want to continue conversation, you can become friends and they're all over the world. And so and they connect you based on yeah. like similar interests. So if like I put in there that I liked the beach and music, it was going to connect me with someone that liked the beach and the music, the entire world. Basically. Well, I don't know. There's some people that don't like the beach and they're weird. But um, we ended up the first person that, well, backstory, we had, to, I decided that I was going to go undercover as a 14-year-old girl because I wanted to catch a pedophile. And we're like, okay, how are we going to do this? So mm-hmm. I went and got like $30 Walmart phones. <laughs> and I was like, here you go. Here's a phone. Here's me a phone. We're catching a pedophile. <laughs> I go home and I like made myself look like I was 14. And she pulled it off very well. It was, let me tell you, really <laughs> scary. And I mean, just, it was. You know, there's a whole app for that. Yeah, I used it. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I was, I'm just sitting here trying to imagine you like in pigtails holding your geometry book, your fucking glasses on with a teddy bear. Like it's, We did take pictures of my daughter's bedroom, but nothing that buddies. was very, that where they could tell yeah. what it was. But I took some of her stuff because she's 14. And took some of her stuff and was like, oh, you want all her stuffed animals? Here you go. Here's a picture. Because they would put it on her profile to make make her no, look none legit. Of that, none of that is entrapment? No, because no, I was Casey. Not the way I we did it. I was 14-year-old Casey. And that's where she had her FBI friends. And then she would ask them, you know, like, I had a friend in GBI that actually does child uh, catches so child they kind of gave you a guideline of he what did. to do and don't. He did. Okay. He did. And he's a boy. He pretends that he's a man. He's a male, so he pretends to be a thirteen-year-old boy. And he says, "You'll be surprised." And he says, "April, be prepared on what you're gonna find." Yeah. And it was um, awful. Yeah. He w- he was just telling us, "This is what you can do. This is what you can't do." And there's actually a funny story, believe it or not, in all this. Is that while we were doing that, because there's certain things that you can show and certain things you can't. So when they're always asking us, send us pictures, send us pictures, send us pictures, like after like, like every single one of them. And we're like, we're losing some of them here because we can't send them pictures. And they kept asking, asking to um, see some breast pictures. So I went online. Some and I'm breast pictures? Breast, and I'm 34. I'm not booming. sending my breasts. And, and it turns out that even if we sent a picture of ourselves, it would be considered pornography and we could get in trouble so i went online 
found um, and it was so funny because I was actually on Facebook and I seen a meme that had a picture of a male with where you he's saw, showing his boobs. You saw you saw what? A pi- it was a meme. A meme. Sorry, I say it wrong. I know my kids. Are How did you say it? A meme. A meme. <laughs> my my family makes fun of me all the time. I told you there's certain we words were, that we were I'm not dyslexic. just fucking skipping over you saying that wrong. I tell you, I'm dyslexic, and I see and read that words That ain't got nothing to do with dyslexic. I do, I do, <laughs> I do, I speak words differently too, but I do that too. Are they're they're going to be like, April, you did it, did it on, on air? They're going to, they're going to get me it's for that. Okay. It's okay, Um, but anyway, <laughs> anyways, there's a picture, we're just going to say picture, there's a picture of a male, and he had his shirt up, and he was squeezing his big boobies together, and he said, next time I get pulled over. Yeah. And I said, this is this is great. So I sent it to Jen. She doctored it with Photoshop and took off the chest hairs. And and uh, they and the, I asked all my cop buddies and the FBI and the GBI, I said, can we use this? They said, well, it's a male. And since you can prove where it came from and since it's actually public, it's not considered pornography because it's male's chest. Yeah, so, it's not nudity. So we use that. And then you tell them the one about the knees. <laughs> Did you put the panties on the knee and took a picture? <laughs> I did. You trashy. But before, I mean, Sean walked in the, Sean walked in our bedroom. I was like, here, take my phone. And he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I need you to take a picture of me sitting like this because I have to prove where the picture came from. And I need everyone to know <laughs> that this is my knees. <laughs> and he's like, oh my gosh. So like, we found a little bit of humor in this. Like that was probably like the only shred of humor. Like I'm sitting on my bed like this, thumbs up. And I got panties around my knees. And they yeah. were like the most grannyest panties I could find. <laughs> and um, I was like, I, at 14, I was not wearing granny panties, but I was, a whole different podcast, but um, no, that's not one that we're doing here. <laughs> I, have, I have a ten-year-old daughter. I do not need to know what kind of panties no, you're wearing. Exactly, at fourteen. You don't. Why you do don't. we keep bringing panties up in the show? Oh, the way on. you say panties, too, by the way, is very disheartening for some reason. What? It's very weird. I don't like saying that word. I there's certain there's certain words. I hate panties. There's I hate cer- that word. There's certain words that when <laughs> people just say them. That it sounds so fucked up. I got a friend who, she is, she's a sweetheart. But every time she cusses, it just takes the fun away from it. Like, it's just like, she'll say fuck, and it's just like, please don't ever say that again. You destroyed that word for me. When you say panties... I it's, hate that word. It's very proper how you say it anyway. It's just very confusing <laughs> I'm to my to brain. I'm to be professional again. It's very confusing to my... There's no professional guy to be in this room right now. Um, but anyway, continue with the... The panties? The, the pedophile capers. So, basically, we, um, this guy, he, okay, the first one that we get, his, um, I can say his name, can I? Or, yeah, he's uh, been arrested. I don't see why not. Just don't, yeah, I'm sorry. Is he from here? No. No, he's from another state. Fuck him then. Say the pedophile's right. name. Well, he, um, was the first one, his name was Seth. I mean, do you see my ADD kicking in? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. And, um, he was very interested in 14-year-old me. My name was Casey. And that's weird because the gas station. I'll tell you about that part. But um, he kept messaging Casey constantly. I'm talking, it was like around the clock he would message. How old was he? He was 23. Okay. And he knew I was 14, told him off the rip I was 14. Mm -hmm. Um, We always made sure they knew our ages. I mean, it was even in her profile, too, in Casey's Mm -hmm. profile. It said that I was 14. Well, you probably have to disclose that, like, right off the bat anyway for it to be legal, right? That's, That's one thing that we made sure. Yeah. Is that they knew that. And one thing they did tell us to do this, so I don't like condone anyone going out on their own and doing this. It's the only time I ever did it was just this once. 
but I mean, if they are to send you any type of pornography, that can go back on you if it shows up on your phone. So it, even though you're trying mm -hmm. to do something good, it can easily tenfold turn around and be something ugly on you. Why? I don't understand because that's giving a picture with consent. No, like if they they were to send they pornography. can send child pornography to you. you. Not if they saw send a picture of themselves. Not no, yeah, well, no. Right. Yeah, let's, cl let's clarify that because that, yeah. that got confused. Did I say it bad? Yeah. Okay. It's that's why I was confused. If they were to send you a picture of pornography, mm -hmm. that is underage pornography, that is still bad. Right. Obviously, and it but they could have sent a picture mm -hmm. of themselves being of age with consent, sending a picture, and that's fine. Well, if, if they're of age and they're sending it to someone that's 14, that's not okay. No, no, no. I know that. I, never mind. You're disappointed. It's not pornography, <laughs> illegal pornography, if he was to send it from adult to adult. Oh, yeah. No. I okay, that's what I was getting to. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that send me some disgusting shit, and I did not want to deter them from sending said <laughs> disgusted shit. <laughs> I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm going to jail. Send, send no, you're not. No. no, you're not, bitches. You calm down. <laughs> you calm down. No, it was just, it was just, it got really, really crazy. The guy would message constantly, and I knew if, like, I had to take the phone and put it down and, like, leave the room because there were times where it literally made me go vomit in the toilet seeing the things he was saying to a 14-year-old child. But I knew if I didn't have the phone in my hands messaging him, he was going to be messaging another child. Yeah. And that's what I think kept me going was the fact that mm -hmm. I didn't want him to talk to another child. So I, you know, Stayed up till like one o'clock, two o'clock so in the morning. And we'd be going back and forth, and she'd message me, "What do I say? What do I do here?" And we'd just be going back and forth on telling this, telling that, or get this out of them. Yeah, and then and that's he, how eventually we we found out all kinds of stuff. In less right? than a week, we found out where he lived, what he drove, where he worked, all based on his favorite restaurants in Missouri. Yes, I googled the restaurant that he was going to mm -hmm. take fourteen-year-old me to. And I guess he's gonna was wine it Chuck and Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and he's gonna I mean, wine and dine me. God Where was damn, it at? Like, it was some steakhouse restaurant. Yeah, like, what fourteen year old wants to go to a goddamn steakhouse? <laughs> he was ready to Stick go. Take her go get a fucking happy meal. And one thing that we all Stick one her? thing that we did too. The fuck? <laughs> this guy was going above and beyond. He was. <laughs> he was reaching for you. Um but one thing that we we did do with these people was when we were pretending to when she was pretending to be Casey and I was pretending to be Amber, we would always make our our persona, I guess is how you would say it. It would be more like my childhood, just to clarify. It would be more of what did we do? Our our dad was in jail. Yeah, the dad um, was in jail. Our mom, mom was, was always absent. We we she watched was a custodian our, our brother. At the at night, yeah, like night um, shift style. We made it to where we were alone. We wanted to run away because we had them like instantly. Um, I, I had had one from Australia say, "I'll buy you a plane ticket and you can come live with me within like three days." And he was serious. I've had what people about from that Germany. Creepy guy. You talking about the one in Germany that sang a song to yes. you? Yes. Oh my God, that one oh. kept me up all night. He was like, "Amber, my love," and I was like, "Oh my God," I cried for like days straight. That one, for some reason, I don't know, it was some type of trigger for me. But he was yeah, like you were probably talking to a fucking serial killer. And he was fifty four and he was he was, was fifty four years old. And what got me was that in Germany and as soon as I found this out I stopped talk I cut him off was one I cut off because apparently the age of consent in Germany is fourteen. Germany's a fucking weird country. 
Jermaine's stupid for that. Yeah, but do you really? But he was talking about buying me a plane ticket and me coming to live with him. And, like, these guys are serious. Like, they. You, you want to hear something fucked up, though? You don't have underage, uh, really, sex in Germany. It sounds back. I swear, it sounds fucking backwards. But Germany's relaxed on a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. They have hardly any crime. And, like, when it comes to, like, the pedophiles and stuff, whatever, Germany's real good about handling stuff internally. Mm-hmm. As far as, like, how we've got cowboys and shit, like how I joke about hanging somebody if you catch them. In Germany, if, well, let's say, a 14-year-old was talking to a 21-year-old and somebody sees it, that 21-year-old's probably getting fucked up. Like how they do in jail. Like, the yeah, way like you were talking you're about you're probably getting fucked up. Germany is a very, very, very weird. You realize, like, the United States, when it comes to all this stuff, we've got way more crime. We've got way mm-hmm. more shit than everywhere else. It comes along with us having all the freedoms that we have and all the independence that we have. But also, that's bad. It's bad in the way that you got people that step out and try shit. It's like when you give somebody an inch and they take a mile. Yeah. That, that is what a lot of these people have done here. You can't watch some of the porn in other countries that you can watch here. Mm-hmm. It is illegal in other countries. Yeah, speaking of which, one that of my TikToks and me telling my story got banned from 93 mm-hmm. countries. The, and I'm like, how? Why? That is As a survivor. That's why just, if you listen to a lot of experts on pedophilia, uh-huh. why they think there's such a rampant case of it here in the United States is because it's even like with the porn industry, you've got like the schoolgirl fetish. you uh, got you got these... We got, what is it, like, the people dressing like babies and shit. It's so weird. It's so fucking weird. But you can do that. You can see that here. You know where else you can see it in the world? Damn near nowhere. What about in other countries that actually you can go up to, what are the the vending machines, and you can actually buy panties? And it's like they're on every other street. It's Japan. Japan's fucking weird. (laughs) Why don't you just have panties at home? Speaking of panties, see, we're bringing up up panties again. I hate that word. (laughs) They're, they're fucking weird there. Yeah. They're, they're, Japan, you can buy fucking anything in a vending machine. <laughs> All right. I, I'm pretty sure they sell fucking midgets in p- vending machines over That's there. horrible. It is, but, I mean, they, they can fit. <laughs> they think I it's fit. a new condo. No. I mean, they, they, they live rent-free. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but, no, I like, I like y'all kind of doing that. I just I would get scared doing the... The whole talking to these people. Well, it was it wasn't scary talking to them. It was more I would like the talking, the conversation. Like I'm good at talking, that's fine. But what was scary was, am I going to say anything that's going to incriminate me, or am I going to actually put myself in danger? Like, is this pedophile going to be really smart and know how to find out where I am? Like, I got kids in my house, yeah. and I will sure. I that, got guns. I will shoot you. That's, you try me. That's probably <laughs> the only reason I don't agree with people doing it. Yeah, yeah that was scary. That, that, that's the. I don't mind that y'all did it. I'm glad that y'all did it because y'all probably got somebody off the street that didn't need to be, or at least put a label on him. Oh no, he and we ended up turning up all the um, information over to the Missouri Sheriff's yeah. Office, and it actually resulted in an arrest. That's um, cool. They went undercover, and they're a smaller city, so they yeah. were more receptive to it. Houston County, I'll go ahead and tell you right now. Oh yeah, they were. They, they were like stop. not receptive to it. <laughs> Well, and I understand. I mean, they're teamed up with the GBI. They have their own thing going, and they don't want a civilian investigation, but Missouri did. But they said, we don't know how to conduct it properly. That's not – y'all have all – everybody's watched Batman, right? Yeah. Y'all remember what the police would call Batman? A vigilante? 
Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they were saying that referring yeah, yeah. to us as. It's, your, it's, but I not, knew, it's not that they don't like what you're doing. Is you're yeah. going against. And you can make some great fucking cases. You can mm-hmm. make some great stuff happen. But the bad thing is, if you fuck up one Time. little yeah, bit, the whole case gets thrown out. Yep. Well, and luckily, that's what, and then the guy's aware that somebody's watching him. Yeah, luckily. exactly. And that's what they were telling. The GBI yeah. friend was telling me. and But I knew that Jen needed to get this. To do this, she needed to do it for for you. Should have just went and punched somebody. No, this is him. I'll show him to you. Let me see. That's him. His little punk self. I mean, of he sent me pictures he oh, of him masturbating. He sent me pictures of his dong, and I'm sitting here like, Sean's like, if you show me, did you say writer. dong? I said dong. <laughs> She's gonna ruin that <laughs> word for you fuck? too. Dong Seth Davis, twenty-two, charged with attempted enticement of a child, attempting to contact underage girls through. Social media. They made him wear a chin diaper in the fucking picture. Yeah, sorry, uh, little beard. Was arrested for allegedly trying to meet underage girls for sex. Is what I'm gonna help mm-hmm. y'all out here in Missouri. Seth Davis lives in Kurtzville and is now charged with attempted enticement of a child. Um, I'm not gonna post this guy's picture. You're but welcome. This guy's fucking fugly. Look at his eyes though. Doesn't it look like there's just like two different no colors. soul behind it. He's a hey, look at him. There's nothing behind his eyes. God. But he, um, the Missouri Sheriff's Office, they went undercover as an 11 year old. And guess where mm-hmm. they met him at? Yeah, they couldn't station. use our stuff, they but they to, opened up their own investigation. If anybody yeah. knows, was it Seth Davis? Mm-hmm. If anybody knows Seth Davis in Missouri in Kurtzville, tell them I said go fuck himself. Yeah, well, he's in jail. But, um, <laughs> I'll put 20 bucks on somebody's kitty. <laughs> God. To beat his ass. Yeah, it was it was bad, but they they set up their whole operation. They did their own investigation, and they met him at a gas station called Casey's at four o'clock in the morning to meet this eleven year old child. So it's like I knew God lined all this up to help me like cope and to get to it deal. Out. I mean, just the way it the sequence of events happened. Mm-hmm. It's like talking to April and her connections and all that. It just it worked out pretty flawlessly. I sent him over a hundred screenshots. Found out where he well, lived and what he took, drove in less took than less a week. Took less than a week. Don't mess with me. Took less than a week to Punch catch him. I just don't understand them. And I, tell I, I what they found on his phone. Oh gosh, what was it? They found like that he was messaging all the other children. Oh yeah, he and, was and he had a bunch of. And children were actually sending him pictures of of them, like because he was targeting young girls like Casey. That didn't have a family. Now, now it's a hundred dollars on somebody's kitty to go fuck. Him so up. he had he he had like a ton of it. They said he had like so much on his phone. So they were they, that he was getting charged with all that stuff too, right? Yeah, just, and it just goes to show you don't know what's going on in in your kids' phones mm-hmm. if you're not picking it up and looking at it. And he lived with his mama. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's got to do with it. I mean, I think it's disgusting <laughs> that that he does, but. I don't know. I'm I mean, there's a lot like, of people. I'm just saying that. Um, you know, but the right thing, under their it was noses. Like, it was like I was trying to tell basically. you the other day, though. This is generational shit. This mm-hmm. guy probably has dealt oh, with it entire tell life till he's normal. Tell what his mama said. Remember oh. when he was arrested? What you told me? Um, Do you remember what you told the me? The officer he told me that the mom was saying that he had certain issues and that he was just looking for love. Yeah, uh, they're, to be they're trying. They're trying to make it now to where we well, all know, like nowadays, and it's still fucked up to say this, but like uh, two hundred years ago, it was not weird for a grown man to marry a woman after she got her 
a child after they got their first period because they're considered a woman. Mm-hmm. It's very fucked up. So I don't know. Like I know some youngest 10, 12, whatever, babies, still kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say that that's still in certain people's DNA, that that's what their family have always done. It is generational after generational, generational. Some people don't understand. Some people literally don't understand. They say that, like, the endorphins in your brain when you see certain stuff, you just get excited. You get happy or whatever. I don't have a type of woman, but I know, mm-hmm. like, when I see one that I like, mm-hmm. I, I can tell that That's there's a difference. There's a difference in when I see that person compared to when I just see somebody else that I'm not attracted mm-hmm. to. That don't mean that that person's ugly. That and just you're means you're attracted to what you're attracted yeah, to. Yeah, and like I don't even know what the fuck I'm attracted to most of the time. We were talking about like beards, I like tattoos, yeah. and I'm like, that's just I, what I you're li- attracted to. I literally have no fucking concept of what I like and what I don't. Uh, and they say that these people literally mm-hmm. are wired so fucked mm-hmm. up that they don't know the difference. It's disgusting, and it's like it if, you're, if you're if you're that's why there's no fucking a child, cure. Chances are exactly that, chances mm-hmm. are if you're attracted to a child that you're always going to be. Like, mm-hmm. You yes. can't break that. Like you said, I think in our podcast, yeah, it was you like, can't show me a successful pedophile that has there's not completely one. changed their life. They've given their life to the Lord. They have changed everything that they're doing, and they are no mm-hmm. longer attracted to children. None. I don't know one. I don't know any of them. It and I don't want to know. It one. doesn't happen. But what's sad. <laughs> Is with me saying all that. They're trying to pass some stuff now or make it to where it is more acceptable. If this person is has seen a, like a psychiatrist, the psychiatrist says they physically can't help it, they mentally can't help it. Well, fucking castrate them then. If they if yeah. they've never offended but they can't help it, and they know that this is gonna eventually happen, just castrate them before it happens. Just keep them in jail. Well, some people there's and like, I didn't know out. I didn't know this till the week that me and you did the show. The guy after you, the Matt guy, and me and he were talking about it, and he was telling me that you have these people. There's a whole group of fucking people that know that they are turned on by children, mm-hmm. but they've never ever offended. They talk about it to psychiatrists mm-hmm. and people, therapists trying to get help. Never ever have been offended. It's everyday fucking people. Because they don't want to go to jail. They don't want to hurt a child. But they know that they're fucked up. What about the... the now, this is what gets me to... They should just um, go to jail. They should all they, die. <laughs> they are trying to make it to where they're part of the LGBTQ yeah. family. And I have a child that's LGBTQ. And so that yeah. really irks me. You know, like, I'm like, oh my God. How do you... How, okay, how do you, you just pique my interest. There, there is actually a congresswoman that, that is for that. There's a lot of them that are. And I'm like, are, are you serious? Yeah. So but scary. a lot of the politicians that you see that are for this stuff, I want you to understand two yeah, things. Yeah, tell me. Explain this Two things. Me. One is because older men like younger women. It's not mm-hmm. that they want to date children. They don't. They want to date 18, 19-year-old girls. They want to date them before they become their wives, like before mm-hmm. they become older. For some reason, that I mean, there is. There's a taboo tied to and there should be because I think it's disgusting. A 60-year-old man dating an 18-year-old girl. That's mm-hmm. that's legally mm-hmm. completely fucking yeah, fine, my right? My ex was Mor- like morally it's not. 40. But this is how you got to look at it though. If it is morally wrong, well what if they mm-hmm. lower the consent of age to It's already 16. Yeah. But what if they say it's fi- fucking 15 and they try to take the taboo out of it or whatever, right? 
Then you've got these congressmen that all of a sudden, well, I could be dating a 15-year-old, dating a 19-year-old. It's all about perspective. It's very fucked up. It is very, that very is. fucked up. I don't, I don't agree with any of it at all. But what I want to dive into, what you just said, because this is an issue for me. You said you have a child that's part of the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. How old is your child? 14. It, well, do you but mind talking about their preference? Well, and see, that's the thing. Like, they they started cutting. Um, they started just uh, fighting everybody, just going through so much stuff that I'm like, something's going on. Got her to go to a counselor, and then suddenly they wanted to change their name uh, from female name to male name, kind of more. It can go either way. And, um, and they kept saying, I'm transgender, and I'm like, no, no. Um, I'm going to support you and I love you, but no at the same time. But I can't really say no too much because my transitional home that I want to do. No, I'm telling you, um, you can. I'm 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 telling you to put your goddamn foot down. Well, it it turned better. I'm going to tell you, it it turned better. Okay, go ahead. Uh, (laughs) You got me fired up over here. Well, (laughs) you're like on the edge of your seat. I hate that shit. Well, see, the house that I want to do is for, like, the boy, like when I say boys mm-hmm. are, are perceptive trafficking, those are the ones that are yeah. more likely going to be trafficked or the, from the LGBTQ. So what ended up happening was, you know, I just let her know that I, I love her no matter what, but and I'll, I'll call her Max, but I refuse to call her a boy or whatever. Um, turns out now, she said, and now it's gone back to going more female. Now it's turning, because she wanted the binder. She wanted all, I said, no, no, not in my house, not until you're 18, and you're uh, not even then. I'm like, I don't know when you're old enough to make that decision, but it's definitely not now. And I knew that why it was, because she's autistic as well, but just not as bad as my other son. She's got these other disorders, and she's very unsocially, she, she doesn't get social cues a lot. Yeah. And her friends that she was having was LGBTQ. Like, the only people that she was accepted by. So, suddenly she was like, well, I'm LGBTQ as well. And I'm like, where did this come from? She had major Out of, influence. Yeah, exactly. So, once I just kind of let her grow through that without going, I'm going to fight you every step. And just let her get to it on her own. It. Now no, no, it's back to back to normal where she's good. starting I'm to glad, go back I'm glad to it's back to normal clothing. now. But yeah. for anybody else, fucking fight it. The only reason I say fucking fight it is because a child does not know. You said the perfect word what you just yep. said, Jen. Said heavily influenced. Yeah, yeah. A child has to learn now that you have to love yourself for who you are, the mm-hmm. way you were made. Okay. I don't have no problem if an adult has decided that I've spent 25 years of my life with a dick and now I don't want it no more. I'm going to chop it off and I'm going to go from Josh to Jocelyn. But there's a lot I, of people I, that have so many questions about that. There's a yeah, lot of people that regret doing that, and that's, that's what, what I do want her to, to do. Yeah, that's what exactly. I'm getting to. That's what we kept telling her. As a child, your brain is not developed enough to mm-hmm. even know what the fuck you want for breakfast tomorrow. <laughs> you cannot. There's two, There's doctors that are putting kids on hormone blockers. Mm-hmm. That's are, what she asked us, yeah. and we refused, and now she's going back to – more feminine stuff and back well, and forth. Well, it's kinda. too much. It's too much with this transition shit now of a phase for some people. Oh yeah. But they don't realize that once you do you hormones or you do something else, there's no coming back. The suicide rate with kids mm-hmm. 
from, yeah, I think it's like 12, I got, God, I wish I had this in front of me. It's like 12 to 17, 12 or 12 to 18. That decide, it up. That decide that they want to transition. And they start taking, they start doing the binder, they start doing the hormones and everything. By the time they're 18 years old and they realize that, oh, I fucked up, this was just a phase, mm -hmm. this wasn't me. Because mm -hmm. she's still they finding killed herself. Themselves. They killed yeah. themselves. She's still finding Her herself. High. And and so she's still finding herself and finding what she likes. And I'm like, look, you like to draw? You like anime? You like that stuff? Yeah, do drive into that. Shit. That's why I kept telling drive into that. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you like wearing baggy clothes because you don't like your, you know, what's I said, you're you're just now getting into, you know, growing boobies and your body's changing. Yeah. I said, I get it. I get it. It's a strange time, especially for an autistic child. It is it is super strange for them to go through and I think that's part of where it was coming from too. Yeah, but if you don't set a standard now, you have to set a standard with all this shit now. Because I and I, I know you said she's on the spectrum or whatever with being yeah. autistic, okay? And she didn't you like have her. to still allow that that child or that person to know that hey, when you're becoming an adult, you're just an adult with autism. Okay, you still have to function. You still have to do these things. Mm -hmm. Like you, if you, if you, I'm not saying baby. I've got a couple of friends that have mm -hmm. autistic children. Yeah, she's on a different level than my yeah. son. Yeah. Like I said, my son can't even wipe his own butt. Yeah. But and he's almost ten. Yeah. But her is just a little bit of the socialness. Um, yeah. And. And I was like, well, so what I didn't want to happen was she ended up in a mental hospital during right before all this. So I was trying to keep her from what trying she, if you to. you mind telling me what she ended up in a mental hospital for? Um, it, it was all the, the social stuff was was a part of it. Um, PTSD, she started having triggers and memories of my ex and, and stuff like that. Uh, um, okay. She started literally, okay. um, she has this thing called trigomania. She was literally pulling her hair out and was having like huge bald spots. And because she she couldn't find a way to relate like I did when we I was a kid, get. and I would cut. So that's what we were trying to avoid was saying we hear you, we hear your voice, and we're going to love you regardless. But please um, wait, please um, find out who you are. You have time is what we can tell them. You have time to figure out who you are. And we sit there and go, we're thirty four, and my husband's like thirty two. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. And we're like, we're still figuring out who we are. That's we exactly still right. don't know who we are. We're always evolving and, and always yeah, changing. Is. So what you like today may not be what you like tomorrow. Did you find something on that? Yeah, well, at least like you took her to get help and get seen and talk to someone that she can trust. Maybe there are certain things that she can't confide in you with mm -hmm. that she could confide in do it with like uh, someone it else. Has really helped her. And I think, and I, like I said, I think it was a lot of the influence going around right now of all the kids feel like they're all these they're kids that. need to shut the fuck up. Is what well, that's and what she didn't even know what it was. I'm like, you don't even know what this is. You used to wear, and I'm talking. If you know anything about anime or anything like the, Gracie like the likes comic book, shit. okay, I hate she it. used to dress up in the Japanese, very very girly. Um, I can't even think of what it's called. Talking about like the the dresses and shit. Yeah, like like you look like a little doll. Yeah, she went from that about. one day to I next going, I'm a boy. Like the, just she out was of dressing nowhere. up like a geisha. 
Yeah, uh, no, a little bit. Um. I tried to sound smart. That's the only Japanese <laughs> word I know. I know it's just a person. It's like cosplay, kind of, but it, I, I mean, it, there's a name, there's a term for it. I'm not sure what What'd it is. What'd you find on it, Jen? You get well, the gist. In October of this year, the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry and Children's Hospital Association have declared a national emergency in children's mental health. Yep. And I thought that that was just crazy to think it's a national emergency because in 2019, um, suicide was the second leading cause of death for youth ages 10 to 24. But then you go into this year, and we actually it's had increased to take, 51%. Yeah. It got to the point we had to take the door off the hinges because she was in there harming herself. Yeah. See, and we legally like no child should ever feel they have to end their life. Well, now th that's the thing. This is what the, that fucking no offense to anybody. The alphabet community don't realize what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Y'all two growing up, do you remember how fucking just confusing it is to be in seventh grade? That's what I was telling you. To be her, in, like to, to just be in fucking middle school, and how confusing it is trying to figure out what you want to do, where you want to go, and then when you get to high school. You've got to start determining things that what they say at the time is going to be the rest of your fucking life. Yeah. It is stressful. It is hell. Mm -hmm. I had a teacher one time tell us that whenever you hear that high school is the best years of your life, they are full of fucking shit. Yeah. They are not. They are stressful. They are aggravating. You don't even know what you are yet. They're the start mm -hmm. of addiction. And now, and now the LGB, whatever the fuck they are. And I love them. I'm the king of fucking lesbians. I love my lesbians. I love my gays. I like to put a couple fucking Transformers that I know. I actually have I'm gay a, friends, too. I'm, and I love them. Who I, don't, I, went to. I don't think there's anything in the world wrong with it. Right, what, I, yeah. what I do have a problem with is this community pushing it on children because these children are already confused about everything else in life. They ain't even worried about careers. They yes, don't, they don't need they're... to worry about what fucking sex you are yet. If you want to get out of school... You're not even having sex yet, so how would you yeah, know what your preference is? Oh shit! Like, how the fuck? Can you Thank tell? you. There's a lot. <laughs> of, like, I've seen a lot of girls being like, "I'm a lesbian." No, you think that bitch's ass looks good? It's okay. You can. Think oh, her, I, I look at you, girls' butts all day long. I'll tell you right now. Good. There's nothing wrong with that. I see guys all the time. Ryan Reynolds and The Rock was just in a movie I watched. Just like Ryan Reynolds is beautiful. Oh yeah, he's obsessed with Justin Timberlake. Oh my God, Ryan Reynolds is <laughs> a beautiful man. But am I finna go suck his dick? No. I can look and say, like, you know what? That's a fucking smokestack. I call women that are good looking smoke shows. That is a smokestack. That is a beautiful man. Riley Green can sing and looks the way he does. It's unfair to the rest of the country music community. It's not even fair. My girl crush is Megan Fox. <laughs> Megan Fox is beautiful. Fucking beautiful. She's awesome. But also, too, she dates Machine Gun Kelly. I know that me and her have nothing in common. I don't even speak to her. Yeah. Like, there's if she likes guys like that, then it's not for me. Right. Like, there's, there's nothing <laughs> for me. Because you know her preference. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, it's so confusing. You should not push this on children. No. If you want to make all. the agenda to start pushing it in college, I'm okay with college. But even then... You're working towards your master, your doctorate. You're fucking busting your ass to set up your career for the rest of your life. Just be you. If yes. you if you want to do That's whatever, what her, like, just you can be like you. Other you don't things. have to make a fucking decision. Yeah. I'll tell y'all, and I say it all the fuck. I literally had a at the golf retreat this weekend. Mm -hmm. We had a long conversation about this because we have a buddy who's kind of we think he's in denial about being gay, and I'm the one who's very outspoken about it. And I'm like, look, if I wanted to be gay, if I wanted to be bi, if I wanted to do whatever I want to do, I'm going to do it 
with a smile on my fucking face because it's 2021. And it's your prerogative. It's not. Yeah, it's none. Me. None of your. It's none of you people define my fucking happiness. I'll define my habit. I just happen to kind of be a whore when it comes to women. I like women. I have a fucking problem. Uh, but if I like dick, I'd probably have the same problem. <laughs> like, but I'd want to be happy. I'd want to be happy. And like, I just don't understand why people make it such an issue. Well, that's like you said, children already have so much pressures on them, just like the seventh grade middle school pressure. And then you got the normal high school pressure oh, of like, just like the testing now. Yeah, scantrons. The, oh my God. That my the kids what? stress out testing. over the testing. Oh yeah. They, they stress out so bad. Yeah. That's what you should be stressed out in fucking elementary school about. Not if you you're like little Johnny or little Jimmy. Like, it's, it's stupid. Your biggest concern needs to be a scantron and a number two pencil at that yes. age. They don't need to worry about anything else. If, if your agenda is pushing that on a child, then your agenda is stupid. Well, I don't think that they know that they're pushing it. But what they've done is they've made it to where you have people that are way more outspoken about it now and way more passionate. Um, if you look back a couple generations ago, it was taboo to even talk about this shit. I graduated in oh, 06, yeah. and if it was a gay di- a gay guy in our school, like I was probably guilty of picking on him. Like, because I was just a child, stupid. Yeah, there was one girl yeah. in our school that came out. And before and before mm-hmm. that, and before that, if you go back to when my mom and dad graduated in the 80s, if you were gay, you didn't even mention it. You didn't have the, you kept that shit secret. So it went from 40 mm-hmm. years ago to where you never even spoke about it. It was so taboo that it wasn't, no one talked about it. To where 20 years ago, it's starting to come out. It's more acceptable, but still kids don't understand it. And now, 40 years later, it's so in your face that it's confusing. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, there's not been enough time. There's not been enough transition period to where people understand it. I'm not scared of it. The only thing I'm scared of is the suicide rate with kids because it is so fucking, it's just uncalled for. Like, even these people attacking Dave Chappelle because of the comments that he made on his last special or the comments he's made on a couple of his specials. I love Dave Chappelle. I'm so out of tune. Dave Chappelle is the greatest community. I know who he is. He's the fucking greatest thing ever. Like, she mentioned something about some people escaping, and she's like, Did you, you hear they got caught? And I'm like, what people got to explain? I'm like, I'm so out of tune because, like, I don't normally don't tune yeah. into social media or, or even news you're for probably, that fact. You're probably fucking lucky, man. And, and I'm, like, oblivious to a lot of the yeah. stuff that happens. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, but there it, was, I mean, there, there was those inmates that just escaped. Did you hear about it? Yeah, it was, it was down there where we was they at. They caught one of them in Warner Robins. That's crazy. I know. I don't know where in Warner Robins. I, just, I saw that. I was uh, just speaking like, of stuff, what? So, like, going going back to, like, some things that have happened in Warner Robins. So, like, we were talking about this. Right after we did that, you remember, Jen, when that one guy, um, there was a young girl who was, like, I think, what, how old was she, 13 or something? She was crying at Target. Oh, yes. And what was it? They, they found her and found out that some older man was like trying to get her trying to get her and he was like in a was he in a big mac truck or something he was trying to um take her she had run away from home and she he had picked her up or something like that yeah Yeah, and then uh she kept saying i want out want out whatever and he finally dropped her off at target because there was a alert or something out for her and they found her just sitting there crying shouldn't have gotten the fucking truck no. I mean, I'm not. I'm not trying to be like the pedophile needs to be killed. Guys shouldn't ever pick her. But we've got to teach. Is I mean this from the bottom of my heart. If anybody's listening to this, because this is going to sound like a complete dickhead thing I'm about to say. 
But if you don't teach your kids not to get in that goddamn truck, they're going to get in that fucking truck. Oh, I tell my kids all the time. Like, you, you have to you have to be assertive and fucking real with your mm-hmm. children the way it, the world is now. Mm-hmm. Those pedophiles, you can't fucking stop them from abusing no. a kid. You can't. But you can stop your kid from feeling like they got to take the well, fuck off and then they think mm-hmm. it's okay to get in a truck. We have to do our job as parents yep. to stop it. Yeah, I've talked to many advocates, and a lot of them have all told me the same thing. You know, if you talk to your kids, you always yeah. keep that line of communication open. Mm-hmm. It's like you with your kids saying, you know, I'm yep. coming out, but it's she kept that line of communication open. Like, we're going to still talk about this. I'm going to love you through it, but you're going to talk to me about it. Yeah. You know, and I always tell my kids, like, do not ever feel like you can't mm-hmm. tell me anything. Mm-hmm. You can tell me anything you need to. Like, even if you think it's ridiculous, you think I'm going to get mad at you, chances are I'm probably not going to get upset with you. I'm going to talk to you, and it's because you've got to learn things. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. have a little bit of wisdom, and I can teach you those things. Exactly. It's, yeah, it's we're difficult. even talking about that. Where I, we Connor, <laughs> I told them, I'm like, if anyone ever drives on our street and says, hey, you want some candy and a puppy? What do you say? Fuck you. And scream, and yep. you run, yes. and you get as loud as you can because they are going to yeah. take the quiet ones. They're going to take a loud one, and my kids, <laughs> they know how to be loud. So I'm like, yeah. y'all, you got to, you got to, you got Gra- to stand up for yourself. Gracie already knows, like, if anybody, if a school shooting ever happens, the school's finna get super pissed at me for what I'm about to say. This is how much I think that we should be in control of our ch- children, not like law enforcement, government, mm-hmm. schools, whatever. If there's even an active shooter at our school, mm-hmm. Gracie knows to say, fuck the teachers. She's running out the back door. She's running to CVS. Nice. And she used to wait there until I get there. She used to mm-hmm. go in CVS into a bathroom and lock the fucking door. Good. Until. Or she's supposed to run if there's a gas station right there. Mm-hmm. She does not stop for a vehicle. She runs to that gas station. She says, call my dad. We have to take more responsibility is even with this shit, mm-hmm. is we have to teach our kids uncomfortable things. Yeah. Gracie knows that if a guy walks up to her and she has never seen this motherfucker before in her life and he even says anything to her, she's to take off running. I don't care if it's at mm-hmm. a softball field and we're at a softball tournament. This guy even gives her a creepy vibe. Mm-hmm. She's going to say, hey, I'll be right back. My dad's right there. Well, see, we, take the fuck off. We're supposed to teach him right now, you know, that whole stranger danger. They say don't do that anymore. They Why? Say, they said, well, they're saying teach them something else. We're supposed to teach them. Um, what was on the back of that shirt? Which one? Oh uh, no, the the ones with the the tips. I can't. My mind sometimes goes blank. Um, it's that we're not supposed to teach them that. We're supposed to teach them. What is it? Um, she's looking it up. Is it that one? No, the tips. The other one, the first one that I sent you. Oh. Back. They're saying that because if we teach them stranger danger, we're teaching them not to go up to police officers and other things like that. No. Oh, teach them adults don't need help from children. That's what we're supposed to be teaching them now. That's not bad. Is, right. Instead of saying because uh, that's doing the whole puppy thing or whatever yeah. or candy thing. But if we teach them that... Um, the stranger danger. We're gonna, yeah, we're not gonna. We're teaching them not to go up to police officers when they need help or firemen or first or any first. We're teaching them to be scared of everybody. Yeah, I I can see that, but I don't. I don't, we don't teach that way. I, I tell I tell the boys. You know, I mean Oliver. He's told me plenty of times that he wants to be a cop, and I fully support that. I'm sure. like, if you want to be one, you be the best profession. one you, you be. I was like, it'll scare the crap out of me, but if that's what you want to do, yeah. you go for it. And I mean, I'm all for him doing that, but I'm. I, if anyone ever messes with Oliver, I feel bad for him because that little joker, he will. See, that's why I, that's why I'm lucky with Grace. 
Grace the same fucking way. Yeah. There's very bold. Yeah, it's like I dare you. My kids are opposite. Yeah, no, like Gracie will fuck you up. Except for the little one that will go around in Walmart cussing everybody out, calling them fuckers because of his autism. That's oh, funny. I've had so much. Crap. People just walk about. Just the more I think oh about God. the not teaching a stranger danger, I don't. I don't like that. I, I really don't. No, I, I mean, I tell my kids, the, cops are good. Firefighters. Yeah, you have to. You, can talk to you have to teach. Well, there's a difference in a stranger and a civil servant. That's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah, that's you, just what they're saying now is yeah. what they're teaching. But see, now. like my my theory on the people that say like we're supposed to teach different shit is it's lazy parenting. Is you should teach your kids. It's okay to talk to cops. It's okay to talk. Yeah. Like they should know that there's a difference between a cop and, and a, a stranger. fucking stranger. Yeah, exactly. That is there lazy parenting. Yeah. That's lazy parenting. I, I can see it. I just Well, I, they try to there's too many. We grew up, I guess we're all considered fucking millennials. Our generation Millennials over 30. Yeah, we're there different. Was, we're different. Yeah. We're different. But yeah. <laughs> we're still considered fucking millennials. So stupid. Everybody wants their kid to be their friend now. I don't. No. My kid is my best friend, but she is also scared fucking shitless of me. And that is the way that it should be. She has respect for me. You know how many times Gracie has probably got a spanking? She's 10, maybe 5. I can't spank. Because she doesn't act up. She doesn't. She gets rewarded. I play a lot of mental games with her. A lot of teaching her. She has learned without me ever having to lift a finger and spank her or anything that when she comes in my house now, and it took, it took a good four or five months once I moved. But she knows now that when she walks in my door from school, that if our puppy has pissed on the floor, she's to clean it up. If there is a dish in the sink, she's to wash it. Mm-hmm. I used to have to tell her every single day, every single day. And then she eventually got it in her head that, hey, when I do this, dad takes me to go get an ice cream or go do something. Mm-hmm. When I don't do this, mm-hmm. I just get bitched at mm-hmm. for not doing it. So it went from... Not good at all to Rocky mm-hmm. to where now she's asking for more stuff to do when she comes in the house. <laughs> that's amazing. She, she's <laughs> wanting, but that's what you have to do. You have to yeah. not necessarily train, but you have to help develop mm-hmm. a child's brain. I actually so, started doing that two weeks ago with like us and with the autism yeah. one. He would scream and cry. We couldn't even get him in the door in school, and the school would just tell me to take him home because he can't be here like this. So we started it to where if you're good all week and you get up and you get in the truck and you let me drop you off at the door, you get an ice cream money on Friday. And for the past two weeks, he has gotten his little butt up, not once complained, got dressed, got in that truck, and dropped off at school. That's awesome. When you, when, when you tr- it's like, I hate to say train, but when you train <laughs> no, your kids, it, it, I mean, in the Bible, it literally says in Proverbs. Was it 20? I thought it was Deuteronomy. I don't know. Um, train up a child. Oh, it's Proverbs. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Yes. I mean, when you get in their brains when they're young and they're still molding and you teach them how they're supposed to act, what they're supposed to do, and show them the right yeah. from wrong, it matters. That wraps it around to how we originally started this whole conversation. It's like I, I was telling that. y'all, the new like the reason why some people are fucked up isn't because they necessarily want to be fucked up, but it was normalized to them. It was mm-hmm. their brains were developed to where this is normal. They were abused as a child, so now that it is normal. And that's the same thing with anything else we do with our children. We have to teach them that being a good person, standing up for what you believe in, acting right, having manners, studying, 
going to bed early, all this stuff, if it gets ingrained in you, mm-hmm. then it's normal to you. Nobody ever wants to come out of their comfort zone when they're normal. No. You want to teach them to live a good life. But you have to kind of manipulate them a little bit along the way and trick them and let them. I had a guy that was my program director at the radio station I worked at, and he told me something one time. It was great. He could not stand who our big boss was. This guy wanted to steal everybody's ideas, like all the time. So what he would say is, when I have a really good idea, I drop the ball. I drop it in a way that he's going to pick it up and think it was his idea. Nice. And that's you what you do that with that's what you have to do with people. You have to make them think if it's good for the group. You know what lets you think that you fucking come up with it because I still benefit the same way. Yeah. Like you have to you Some people just have to have the trophy. Yeah, I don't need the fucking trophy. I don't really care. As long as I'm helping someone, I don't really care. That's but right. like this like this thing that April had printed off, it says boys and girls are equally likely to be victims in Georgia. And of the maltreatment victims in Georgia, 70.3% suffered neglect, 25 suffered emotional abuse, 10 suffered physical abuse, 4% suffered medical neglect, and 3% suffered sexual abuse. Let me see that. That's, that was from 2014, but it's like, how can you, that's square. And with the thing with statistics, when you're looking them up, especially when it comes to child sexual abuse or anything, like it, it takes years for them to get the right data. Like you should not medically so, neglect. Well, there's probably no that's way stupid. these are accurate either. No, I didn't take my kid to a certain dentist, but that's because I didn't like. But I was yeah. I was pointing to the like, the um the other box that's that's circled. Risk factors for risk factors yes. for child abuse in the home, domestic violence, caregiver, alcohol or drug abuse, untreated mental illness, lack of parenting skill, yes, stress and lack of support. That's fucking one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't consider some of those child abuse. Uh, domestic violence it is. Giving alcohol or drugs is child abuse. They're talking Trina, about the parents having yeah, those abuse. Risk factors for child abuse in the home. Yeah. Well, you teach your kids to have a voice, they'll use their voice. But that's what we're talking about. Like It's just yeah. those are the kids that become acceptable to being tricked by these pedophiles because yeah. they grew up in these homes that where there's no love. Like I was telling you, I don't remember ever remember a time as a child Ever hearing the words "I love you"? Yeah, that's horrible. I just never heard it. I, I'm and that—that that was our normal. I'll tell you what's weird though about that is my granddaddy, my papa, who I love mm-hmm. to death, is my one of my fucking heroes in this life. My mama wasn't abused growing up, but she never heard it. Mm. She never heard. There's just some people that are just—they don't say it. They don't—they don't say it. But I honestly think the reason that some people don't say it. Is because it means more to them when they say it. It's not a ca- we as a as whatever you want to call us. We throw the word love out there a lot. Yeah. I say I love you to a lot of my buddies, and it ain't that I love them. I really there's, like there's them, some but I cultures, say it. I, I say it, and that might be the only time they ever hear it. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's some cultures that don't even have that word, like Cherokee. Their language, they don't even have that word because they said love is such a strong meaning that it means so many different things when you when you say it yeah. that it should that that's what it is like there's not a word in their language yeah that's i mean called love. i say i love chinese food all the time but i don't see chinese food the same way i see my daughter right yeah. you know so lo- love is love. a very fucking weird weird a lot of people show that don't say i love you they show they love you in other ways my mama i'll guarantee you Never went without a single thing she ever wanted as a child or even as an adult. 
And that's the way her dad probably shows, I love you. It's love languages. Yeah. They're so different. It's very weird. Love is a very weird word. That's funny that Cherokee don't have Have a word you ever for that. taken a love language like test and seen I don't believe is? in none of that shit. You don't? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh, you're crazy. It um I believe in chemistry and passion. That's all I believe in. Well, it's two people two people's either got it or they don't. Really? Yeah. I, I think like the you whole cannot, love language thing is like words of affirmation was mine yeah. and um quality time. Like, if you go and you do acts of service for me, it's not going to affect me like you sitting down and, like, literally hanging out with me and talking to me. It's like... That's because you're needy. Well, feed me until you're pretty. Give me <laughs> not, some tacos. That, exactly. You want to say it's your love language, but you like goddamn tacos and talking. I like tacos like, and tacos. No, it's your fucking needy. You're, I, uh, it, I've been... Oh, there's a lot of girls that are needy that like are, tacos. They are, and y'all are all aggravating as hell. And guess what? I, you know what my we love, love language is? We get love and we be? get tacos. You know what my love language is? Peace and fucking quiet. I like to sit there and watch TV and not hear anything else. Just not hear anything. I love, me and Gracie are a lot like this. Me and her can sit there for hours and hours and just be under the same blanket, snuggling, watching a movie, and neither one of us ever talk because we're into it. Yep. And like, this is some of my favorite and times. That's, that's quality I hate, time. I hate talking. That's a love language. That's on the show. Time. I don't usually even speak out of here. Like, out, outside the studio, I don't. Are you quiet? Really? I'm very reserved. Oh, Lord. No, you are not. I've I seen your TikToks. I've seen your stories. You are when not I'm drunk, reserved. When I'm drunk. Oh, that's a different dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are okay. not that reserved. That drunk son of a bitch gets me in trouble a lot. <laughs> Sober me. No, nah, no, nah, not at all. I'm very, <laughs> I, I'm, I usually, I like to sit back and observe, though. I've noticed that. I think through, like, being, like, in addiction and, like, being all loud and, like, woo, center of attention. And then when it's, like, you come out of addiction and you realize you're quiet and you can watch other people and really take in people watching. Yeah. People are some weird That's the creatures. fun shit. Oh, my gosh. People are so weird. I love it. Oh, we did. I used to do that with my, my middle one. We like we like to go to the park and we like to sit there yeah. and just watch people. We, we, we people watch. <laughs> people watching is awesome. It's really Well, cool. you get you get to learn who somebody, like. We make up stories about them. Yes. <laughs> <You do. laughs> well, we'll, we'll have conversations when we see their mouths move. <laughs> you really get to find out who somebody is when they don't know you're watching them. You do. Uh, you really get to you really get to see who somebody is when they think that they're just whatever, just zoned out in public. Nobody's paying them no fucking attention. You get to learn some shit about them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't used to understand that because I was always loud and abrupt and everything. And yes. now I'm like. I want to see what this fucker does. <laughs> like maybe, maybe his shit's more interesting than me. I told someone the other day, I was like, I'm a total introvert now. Now that I've like, I've gotten out of addiction. Like I like to be at home. My hobby is laying in my bed. I yes. freaking love doing that. Like that's my favorite pastime is laying in my bed and watching TV. Like that is fun to me. Like fun used to be snorting cocaine off the back of a toilet. You know, I used to like go to on exactly like that used to be like the thrill the highlight of my day and now it's like it's changed so much and i don't know they're like no you're not you like to be loud still you like, well, you, you figured out the simple things yeah that they appreciate i appreciate you, them much more you now. really rewired yourself into a way that everybody defines their own happiness that's mm-hmm. the thing like i cannot sit here and tell either one of you to what is going to make you happy before the end of the day but I know for me, I'm going to do whatever personally does make me happy. If it's me going to sit home, I'm going to sit home. If I'm going to play golf, I'm going to play golf. I hate golf. The only problem with fun, <laughs> golf is the TikTok. best. I ha- you need to go hang out with Sean then. I hate Is he any good? Golf. Yeah, he's good. Does he gamble? I mean, he probably. What's I mean, he's not going to tell me about it. Yeah, I can tell you that right yeah, now. Was, I know you I'm shot down. a birdie on the first hole at some golf course yesterday. Oh, that's good. 
Yeah, it was so great. I got a couple of those this weekend. Yeah, maybe, I mean, it was my fault too. Maybe because I one eagle one putt that went in. Eddie Bolden, <laughs> give me my money, bitch. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, what are, I need that. You got to give me some golf ideas for Christmas for him. He is. I hate golf. Find out how old his driver is. I just bought him one in January. Then he don't need a new one. No. Unless he's out there <laughs> shooting. Unless he's out there, which I don't obviously don't know your husband, but it, it, a driver ain't gonna make a whole lot of difference from year to year. But if it was ten years old compared to the new shit now, it makes a difference. It's a TaylorMade. I got a TaylorMade Sim. Is it is Sim? That's it. It's blue. Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to use that one. Yeah, yeah. I, you <laughs> fucking wouldn't touch mine. <laughs> I'm not allowed to use it. No, that's uh, that's one. If you break, you bought. Yeah, it, oh, I bought it. Well, then never mind. You should be able to swing it. Exactly. Uh, no, that's a beast. That's what I got. I hate it. I've got about seven hundred dollars. I almost in that posted it on Facebook Marketplace last week for a hundred dollars. Why? Because I was mad. I hate golf. <laughs> what you said? Which you don't. You don't drink. Yeah, yeah, you probably hate golf. Yeah. Have you watched like the golf TikToks? <laughs> They're hilarious. Oh, there was look. one. This girl was like. Oh, he's going golfing with the boys. Well, guess what? Me and the girls got a tea time too, and she like got dressed and stuff, and it's. I, I wouldn't show up at the golf course, but golf. I had to argue with somebody about this this weekend about girlfriends and wives and golf. Yeah, just leave us the fuck alone. Like, just leave us alone. Don't try to join it. Do not come. You your man ain't doing nothing wrong. Golf is the one time that a bunch of us that were athletes growing up that we're not athletic no more. We can't go do the things we used to do. <laughs> we we can't. It's no, okay, th now this makes sense. Our heyday, Sean, I appreciate this our heyday is gone. Okay. But the fellowship that you get in a locker room with guys is one that you want the rest of your life regardless. Aww. See, that's it, probably why my husband doesn't golf. He's never, no, he's it, never into sports. It doesn't so matter if you're even good. <laughs> if you grew up playing baseball, football, whatever you played up, you ended up building – Sport teaches you mm -hmm. so much shit that you cannot learn anywhere else in life. And the camaraderie that you get with those guys is something that is just the best shit ever. Well, that's cool. And it's even like, even if the guys I play with now, I went to school with some of them. Some of them are younger than me. But all of us, when we get back out there, it's like we're all fucking kids again. Yeah, I know. And when I got a pile of laundry and kids at home, and I need you to come home and, like, just intervene. Just tell what? him every time he goes to give you, like, 30 bucks so you can go do you, Tom. Oh, I, man, he gets I started to do ordering so time. much stuff off of Amazon. Oh, well, like, boxes started showing up, and he's like, if you order another in Amazon, I'm like, if you go play another 18 holes, guess what? Amazon's coming. See, you know what I do? I turn the cards off on your ass. Why? I would not oh, only no. <laughs> let me tell you what a bad no. person I am. I would not only turn the cards off on your ass. I would put my phone on airplane mode until I got back home. Oh my gosh, no! I, I, he doesn't. I didn't. I only no. called him one time yesterday, and it no. was when it was getting dark, and I was like, yeah. "Hey, on your way home, my head was killing me." I was like, "Will you grab me a Dr Pepper? I have a caffeine headache. I'm trying not to drink Dr Pepper. It's my downfall." And that was the only time I called him, and okay. I didn't call him any time else in the day. And you know why? I'll help you real fast for I finish telling day. my story. Go get you. They're called liquid IVs, and they're usually for hangovers. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, they're for a lot of things. Dehydration. I use them for hangovers. The reason why you get a caffeine headache is because you're fucking your when your body's and you you should probably notice better than anybody. You remember like what that feeling coming down used to be? No, I stayed jacked up. Oh, you but stayed you know, jacked no. up. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna. There were there was a time the, when all the, the coming, had to come the off coming drugs. down 
you're dehydrated yeah. and your brain's starting to understand that you're dehydrated. Right. And you're just weak and you feel like shit. And then you associate you feeling better with the high. Your caffeine headaches, if you'll hydrate yourself better, liquid IV, when you start to feel one, gone. Nice. It's uh, all about tricking your your brain is so fucked up. It is jacked. Everybody's, up. everybody's I mean everybody's is though. It's not just you, me, you and and you. It's everyone's is. You have to find when the guys opened up to me this weekend about some stuff and they were like, We appreciate you talking about mental health, you know, this other stuff, like we would have never thought that you'd be the person that mm-hmm. made us want to see what the fuck's up with us. But thank you. And that that was really cool. But uh, that's like your brain. You just have to trick your brain. Your brain tricks you into thinking you're depressed, that you're all this other stuff, mm-hmm. that you need opioids or whatever. Like, you don't. You just need to You need to trick it, and you'll be fine. Well, there was one verse that really spoke to me whenever I was going through all that, and it was, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So it's like any time your brain starts going in 50 different directions and I call it the gin hamster wheel where I just keep going yeah. around and around in circles. It's like, you got to hop off that. And it's like, you can control this thought. Like you literally are a human and you can control this thought and you can stop it. And once you can start having that self-control, I think it comes a little bit easier over time on not having thoughts all over the place. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done them in a while, but we usually have meetings here at least once a month for, uh, we call our still writing sessions for people that's dealt with suicide or depression or whatever. That's I, I open up the studio. We sit around the table bullshit talks like the one time i don't drink in here um i won't drink while we're doing them but uh so we just have people come in and i tell everybody because like i told y'all 10 year survivor 10 year plus a suicide survivor and i had to learn like i went through that because i needed to learn what i needed to do to help other people if i would have never been that dark off i'd have mm-hmm. i would have never known none of this shit for anybody who's like struggling with depression or whatever and like how you're trying to trick your brain what do you mainly want to do when you're feeling that shit coming? You want to lay in bed. You don't want to get out. You want to be dark. Weird as shit. Go outside for a walk. That's mm-hmm. called grounding. I, yeah. My friend Gabby, she does a podcast in Atlanta, and she did this whole thing about it. And, like, her friend was going to work and home, and that was it. And yeah. parking in a parking garage, her feet were on cement all the time. And it's like, when was the last time you put your feet in grass? Like, barefoot in grass, outside, outdoors, with nature. We were not, we're, I don't know if y'all know the term monkey brain or not. Mm-hmm. All right, monkey brain. We're simple. We, we have complicated everything else in our world, but you know what hasn't got more complicated? Us. We have not evolved that much. We, we really haven't. We know how to drive a car, use some goddamn tools and shit, play on the computer, but we have not evolved. And you have to realize that there is, a whole DNA strand inside of you that all it ever knows is what's outside these walls right now. You have to reconnect with that shit. And it is crazy. It's cool. That when you just, when you're feeling like this sad bullshit coming on, go outside for a walk. Go just camping. go outside. That sunlight. For some reason, that sunlight will recharge your ass in a heartbeat. And you don't have to take prescription pills. Nope. You ain't got to do shit you ain't supposed to. You just recharge yourself. You reset yourself. I do it all the fucking time. I, I've luckily now that my depression and my mood swings are rare. Like, it's got to be some... There's got to be a lot of perfect storms that line up for me to even be fucking sideways anymore. Because I don't... 
I feel like I've almost, I don't think you ever beat it. You have control over it. Yeah, I've got, it knows not to fuck with me. Yeah. I mean, honestly, my brain knows now that I'm going to do some tricky shit if you mess with me. You think that Delta 8 helped? Oh, God damn. (laughs) Dude, I I was sitting right here the other night. I was sitting right here. She didn't watch the podcast. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was sitting right here the other night. I listened to someone. And I ate two of them. And I was just like. Okay, I had done 30 milligrams a lot like the weekend before um, when I was in Alabama. So I was like, this, it was okay. This is nothing. Let me do 50 of this different kind. Shit. <laughs> I sat right here and tried to do a podcast with my buddy Brooklyn talking about she just got like the the mommy makeover, the BBL surgery and all that nice. kind of stuff. Like halfway through it, I'm freaking out because like everything's quiet in here i didn't turn the radio on for some reason <laughs> paranoid. i'm all just like this is the worst podcast i've ever done in my life and i just just like in the middle of conversation with her she's talking about it i'm like bitch i'm high <laughs> like i am high high i am confused about what's going on i know this is my show but i don't know why i'm here uh like whatever luckily i had somebody came and got me because <laughs> I drove, I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I just need food. I hadn't ate really that much that day. I just need to go get some food. I drove my happy ass over to Wendy's. It's right here behind me. I was sitting in line at Wendy's and was going around the curve, and I just lost track of life. That's all I can tell you. (laughs) I don't know what happened, but time slowed down to a crawl. I must have been in that line for an hour. This the person who came and got me takes her five minutes to get here. I called her as I was leaving to get Wendy's. When I got back, I was like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry I made you wait so long. And she was like, What the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, I was in the Wendy's line forever. She's like, You called me seven minutes ago. <laughs> and then when I got in here, I don't even want to tell I don't even tell anybody this. The, Do it. the nuggets that I were eating. I thought it was jelly. <laughs> I would buy into that was not that was not Delta Eight. Yes, it was. That was not whatever it is. This shrooms. Whatever it is, was stu- no, no, I, I didn't think it looked like jelly. When I would bite into it, like the inside was squishy. But apparently, she she ate some of the nuggets, and she's like, "These are fucking fine." So I just ate them anyway. <laughs> and then I cried the rest of the night, laughing. <laughs> like I would try to go to bed, and it's just it's bad. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm, I was thinking about becoming sober after it happened. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna call Jen. <laughs> so let me let me let me, let me let me work on my sobriety right now. That's how I was like, this is not for me. I am not about this life. That does not sound like Reaper. I've never chewed a chicken nugget and thought it was jelly. <laughs> it was just a texture. But I'm telling you, do you ever, are y'all either one of y'all in the comic books? Or watch like the Avengers or anything. Okay, I am. I'm, my, a, my I'm a fucking nerd when it comes to it. And the one of the last movies, Endgame, the ba- main bad guy snaps his th- fingers. Uh, Half yes, the world man. disappears okay. and yeah. shit like that. I know what you're talking about. It's called okay. the glitch or whatever. Let me tell you, I kept thinking I was glitching the entire <laughs> time because like you're I would do so, I would do something and it would be like like it would. It was very weird. I don't. I've never done drugs though. Like. I did not start till about a year and a half ago, maybe not even that long. You started doing drugs a year and a half ago. Yeah. What drugs? Like just, just getting just high. Pot. Oh. Yeah, not like. See, I, I would try that to, yeah, for Ray's my PTSD. Yeah, not really legal. Ray's yeah, not really legal. Yeah, I tried that for my PTSD, but in one time, like the first time I tried it, like 
I did like a whole bunch of it, like half the bag. Because I, I was like, I don't feel any different. I don't feel because like, I kept going, kept going. Man. When it kicks in, I finally, it kicks yeah, in. Yeah, it kicked it in. And let me tell you, I thought I was living in the Matrix. <laughs> no, I, the only, I was so fucking paranoid. The only reason I started, because one, all the things that you read about it being good for mental health. Yeah, that's why I did it too. so, so good for mental health, anxiety, mm-hmm. everything. If you have an eating disorder, it's fucking good for you. Like, there's so many things. Um, and then I saw a documentary on uh, wasabi, not wasabi, ayahuasca. Cannot ever say that word. Oh, yeah. Do you know what ayahuasca is? Ayahuasca is something that is natural. It is man-made. Indians uh, have been using it here since Indians were here, um, even in different countries. Ayahuasca is... It's like it's like it's like it's, doing mushrooms. Yeah, it's like a it's tea. Like, it's, it's like doing mushrooms or something like mm-hmm. that. But it, have you ever done mushrooms? Mm-mm. I'm working my way up to it. I'm, I'm a micro, I watched my husband. I'm micro dosing soon. I, yeah, let me tell you. I'm, I'm micro dosing. <laughs> have real somebody soon. babysit you. No, no, I am. Well, no, no, I'm not doing. I'm not doing. I, I'm only going to do micro doses, and they, they they won't completely fuck you up. The only reason why. Is do you know the and like the it's been illegal here. Ayahuasca has been illegal mm-hmm. for our government forever. You know uh, what? It's the only thing on this earth that does. You know how when like you have somebody says they're brain dead or like they have brain damage, PTSD, uh, any of this stuff to mm-hmm. where it's an actual problem. Ayahuasca is the only thing in the world that re like reconnects those synapses. Like I've actually always wanted yeah. to. I've there, actually always wanted to do it, there, but. There's a whole thing that a lot of UFC Mm -hmm. fighters and people that have concussions, it is the only thing that they have found that can reverse Mm -hmm. concussion-like symptoms. The only thing, all these football players that are just so fucked up, they're going to these ayahuasca clinics that are like Mm -hmm. yoga clinics. They're taking it, and they're saying, like, their depression, their mood swings, the fucking searing pain that they always feel like when they have a headache mm-hmm. that almost all of it's gone after a single treatment. And it's natural. It's natural. Oh okay. yeah. See, yeah. That's, that's the only crazy. stuff. Why is it the natural do? stuff? Because that you can't, they can't profit can't off of it. Mm-hmm. You realize that's the only reason why weed's ever been illegal. It's because it could be the number one cash crop in America. I mean, easily. I yeah. mean, farmers could actually get money off of it. Yeah. And then guess what though? What? Pharmaceutical company, you don't need them no more for pain pills. You don't need them no more. Pharmaceutical company is literally the most crooked thing yep, that has I ever agree. been invented yeah. by like, leaps and fucking bounds. Yeah, my daughter has earaches all the time. Right? Yeah. So we just ended up back in the hospital. Guess how much her eardrops were? Yeah, just for a simple eardrops. Fucking stupid. Over $800. Yeah. For so little stupid. eardrops, just for eardrops. For, that was but it. they're giving out vaccines for free. Yeah. That's what I'm, I mean. I'm sorry. I'm vaccinated. Like I'm, I don't I mean, have a problem you, with anybody you do being what you vaccinated. Do. Like you do what you want to do. Like yeah. whatever you think you and your family needs to do, that's fine. I'm vaccinated. I I wanted to get a certain one and then get it for my kids. And the other company came out with the kid vaccine. Now I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna get my kids vaccinated now. But it's just weird that we've been able as a country to supply all these vac the vaccines for all these people. But you gotta pay eight hundred dollars for eardrops for your kid. Yeah. Like that just I don't know it just hurts. Well, well, do you know do you know how many this this is how fucked up pharmaceutical companies is? Do you know how many presidents or first ladies or vice presidents or their wives have ever had cancer? How many? None. 
Are you serious? Not a single, single one has ever died from cancer. I'm, I'm so glad I don't know what some of the government knows. I'm so yeah, glad I don't know. I, I honestly am 100% with you on it. There's too many people that want to know all the truth. I don't want to know But I know how I'd fucking stupid. I know how stupid humanity is. There's no way they can take it. That's why right now, I don't know if y'all like conspiracy theories and shit. Right now, right now, the way that they're baby-stepping people into aliens, they're, they fucking know they're here. They know they've been here. With the stuff with the New York Times, everything last year, the way that their Space Force started, the way that everything is baby steps. Oh, they're fucking here. We're finna have some homeboys from Mars. I want to know what's going on at Area 51. There's like, nothing special. Nothing? Like, I've always been so intrigued by that. Me like, too. Google, Google Maps. Every, every time like, I turn around, there's on? something else that... You know why You know why Area 51 <laughs> gets I'm the such a weirdo when it comes to it, this. I've always wanted to go there, but because of, because of David, because my parents, I haven't been able to go, but it's always supposed to be, like, our first family trip when... Whenever he's old enough, like we we're gonna take that drive. You can actually go there. To Area Fifty One? No, you we're, can't. I mean, yeah. like Roswell, like to the whole, like community. Do you know why? Do you only know reason why Area Fifty One has got the big fucking conspiracy and everything around it? Why? Because it was a fucking hidden base that somebody found. Oh. There's there's hidden bases That's in it? every state. You don't know where they're at because they're hidden, hidden. fucking bases. Somebody. Happened, there happened to be that crash there, which it was fucking probably an alien. There, I mean, it, more than likely it was. I really, you really, think it was aliens? fuck yeah, I, was, I believe in aliens. I like always crazy. wanted to go to Salem too for the like the, the like witch my family is huge on yeah. the witches and the alien. We are too. You probably got thirty places in Georgia you can go see. Yeah, um, but really? the, yeah. But okay. the, I don't get out. Oh, y'all have to like, read. Oh, I can tell you what Varda goes. The Amund Brother is haunted. The museum. Which one? The Amund Brother. Museum? Are you serious? They, there's so much story, ghost stories there. Have you ever been to the About being haunted. It's beautiful out there. Now that they've redid it. I, I didn't know it had to be redone. Yeah. Did someone mess it up? No, no. Greg's just took forever to do. Um. Greg's Greg took forever to do. Um, they had to fence it off and everything. I hope they don't let that cemetery go to crap. How do we end up on cemeteries? How are we here? Jumpy around pants down here. I'm down here talking about fucking aliens. Sorry. And she's like, hey, by the way, I want to go fuck with some witches. And take shrooms. Yeah. The point was with the aliens is aliens are, like, they're babysitting everybody. I haven't even smoked anything. Imagine how I am when I I don't want to know. Uh, but no. You were right a while ago because you, you don't want to know everything. They're going to baby step people into everything, and that's what they're doing right now. Anybody thinks that Roswell and Area 51 is fucking special, I will almost be. Do you know that Robbins Air Force Base is the largest Air Force Base on the East Coast? I, there's like a whole city out there. Yeah. you. It would literally be you live in a very shitty place if we ever went under attack. You think so? Robbins I'm Air Force – Robbins yeah, Air Force it, it, it Base is, is the Robbins Air Force Base is the first place getting nuked. What? Uh, yeah, it's scary. Don't tell me that. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm back yeah. my right? family. I'm moving to Asheville. I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, it is. Li- it'll. It already gets me when they rock by the house and the whole house shakes and vibrates, and I'm like, Are they going to hit the house? Imagine being in a house. Okay, so our house that we lived in whenever I was in treatment was in Clinchfield. So it's like right by the Cemex. Is it Cemex? Company. Thank you. The Cemex. Over close to Hawkinsville. Cemex. Cemex. It's Cemex. Okay, the one with the tube that goes. I know over. you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. So that's our house is like right there on the hill. Okay, cool. And so, 
when you're in a room full of like recovering drug addicts that are not from Warner Robins or hear Sonic Booms, oh, I bet scared the fuck out of you. Oh my god, these girls it's, like jumped over the like, couch, thought they were getting shot right. at, and like some of us that lived there the whole life, like we we're just still sitting there reading, like what are y'all doing? And they're like, someone just shot at the house. They're like, nah, that's a Sonic Boom. The, the only good thing is, is you probably got just as much defense. From Robbins Air Force Base, if somebody was to go on the yeah, offense, it's, like, it's like, yeah, we'd be I protected. See, yeah, see I'm from McDonough, so I'm not used. Like, I've only been in Warner Robbins for about four years, so I guess that's why I'm still not used to the the, the whole. Oh my God, they're about to hit the house! That was loud. so loud. Yeah, no, it's it's weird. House. It's weird. Um, talk about uh where these folks can go donate, and I want you to mention your podcast. Stuff. By the way, every time somebody tells me I'm starting a podcast, I keep up with them because I think. I want to see your progression. Right. I watch people's progression. Because uh, I have a friend named uh, Kate Stinson. And Kate, if you listen to this, quit being a piece of shit and get to work. Uh, <laughs> I cannot stand when somebody says they're going to do something and they don't do it. Right. I've been watching you. You are you are being very consistent. Thanks. And uh, I'm very proud of you. That's Thank cool. You. I'm glad that you are actually doing mm -hmm. it. Yeah, it's nerve-wracking, though, sometimes. Like, it was scary. Like, the first few ones, I'm like, okay. So what kind of drugs were you on? You know, like just very, like I felt like I was. Oh, don't do that. You know, it's what it felt like at first. And then over time, it's just gotten so much easier. And now I see people that I'm interviewing are like yeah. kind of on edge. You know, they get a little nervous, but it's. You have to. That's uh, cool. That's why I haven't listened to one yet. Because I'm waiting for you to get about 10, 15 deep. Yeah, don't to listen right stride, now. <laughs> to get Because you, you're talented in this. Thanks. You can tell. Thanks. You have a great story. And I think you could be good at it too. You just. You scatterbrained as I am. You have I to tell am. yourself to shut I the know fuck up I sometimes. Am. There are just been a hundred. You haven't things. been on a phone conversation with me. I can't tell you how many times I'm scatterbrained. Like yeah. I'm literally, I'm so ADD, ADHD. Like I'm poster child for Adderall, but I can't take it because I'll eat it like Skittles. And that's why it's really shocking to hear you say this. So thank you. No, you did good. <laughs> Thanks. You did good. Uh, I hate you can't take Adderall and do it because that'll make you even better. No, that will. I will crash and burn. Like if if I ever get an Adderall prescription, y'all just go ahead and put me in rehab. Really? Yeah, it's bad. That was one of the things she was addicted to. Yeah. I know you said that, but like, what does it just set you off for everything else, or you just don't want to stop eating them? I don't I don't stop she eating did. them, and then I don't sleep. And then uh, it was like 30 milligram tablets and at a time. Uh, and like You know how you could, like, there's scores, so you could take like a quarter piece. So I'd take a quarter piece in the morning, then one in the afternoon, then one at night, then midnight roll around. And it's like, let's get ready for the day. Let's take another one. Like, literally ate them like Skittles. I thought I ate my Adipex way too much. But I clearly don't. It I, was around the clock. I almost take my Adipex as prescribed. What is it once a day before this eleven a.m.? I get not take it in the morning. I take it as soon as I, as soon as I wake up in the morning, get my day going. Yeah, don't eat more than one of them a day then. Uh, unless I'm drinking. Unless you're drinking. Well, I will if, but if I'm going to drink that day, I won't take one in the morning. I'll take one before I, as soon as I start drinking. That way, I can stay up all night. Can't. Well, you can't. Yeah, obviously. You can. Obviously, you can't. You can't. I, my heart and everything's fine. I'm good. I'm What's good. What's your to blood go. pressure? Oh, my blood pressure sucks. It's usually, I well, wonder why. It just depends. Well, it's actually not as bad as you think. Be smart ass. <laughs> I've been called worse. I, I'm a fucking. I'm telling you, I'm a horse. I'm a beast. You have to. It's gonna take some bad shit to put me down. Um. Delta eight apparently does. God damn! You can't <laughs> fuck with my brain. You can fuck with my body. My brain. It, that was just. That was. Way, way, way too much for me. Um, but talk about your show again real fast, let people know, and then we're going to end on the um, where they, I guess they can make donations to help out what you first started talking about. Mm -hmm. 
some things. And then I want you to kind of, while we got a minute, uh, when, before you left the other day, you were talking about trying to put together a home mm-hmm. for, for some of these boys and uh, some of these girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to be able to, when I show this episode to a couple people that could probably help with that, then have a little bit more information and I don't have to fucking talk about it. All right. Sounds good. Let's see you, if we can stick to this plan. You're going to because... I know, I'm scattering. You got to keep No, no, I've got you. I've got it. you, fuckers, because you got 13 <laughs> minutes. And I, I want to see... I waited until we hit that 145 mark <laughs> to pull this up because I'm going to just... I'm going to throw something at y'all if you don't do what you're supposed to here. So, don't get scatterbrained. Okay. Do what you're um, supposed to. My podcast is the Set Free Podcast, and it's on Anchor and Spotify, and it'll eventually be on Apple iTunes. That's it. Why are you not on iTunes? Because I don't know how to do it. You want to do it on my phone? See if you can go through it. I like literally have gone back in. I think I can only do it on desktop. Not going to lie. Before you leave here today, you'll be on Apple. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. God. What's (laughs) your TikTok and Snap, or Uh, not Snapchat, your Facebook or whatever? Facebook, it's Jen Street. Instagram, it's Jennifer.Morgan underscore. And. TikTok is Jennifer Street 2020, I think. Okay. Yep. Cool. We're good. Okay. That was good. It's very smooth. Good job. Thank you. All right. Now you. My turn. Okay. You can find me on Victoria's Lighthouse on Facebook. I think it's, you have to type in human trafficking support with it to find us. And um, just Victoria's Lighthouse on TikTok. If you would like to donate, again, hygiene products or small, like, dollar store toys with crayons or coloring books, things like that, Um, even books, you know, just, like, little little things like that, you can, um, I guess, donate them to, give them to Josh, he'll get them to me, or you can message me and I'll give you my address because I no longer have a P.O. box that I need to reestablish. So, nice. Sweet. Cool. Well, uh, girls, I'm definitely going to have y'all back again. I like sitting here talking to y'all and bullshitting with y'all. And I want to make sure y'all succeed in this. I'm going to stay on your ass about your show. Thanks. And when you get everything set up for yours, mm-hmm. I will help you too. Appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. I think both of y'all got more important messages than I do. Mm-hmm. There's no reason. Whatever. I still want to hear your story. <laughs> you hadn't listened to his podcast yet? I haven't listened to like the suicide thing. Like I want to know oh, about that. Boy, oh, that's yeah. rough. Is that, it? Yeah, Do I need to listen to it? Like, is it on your podcast? Yeah, it's on there. It's called, oh. It's, oh, okay. it's back in April. Okay, right, it's, see, it's I'll February. It's the... literally called the Josh Terry story. Okay. Y'all probably got enough time when y'all leave here to listen to it nice. and to get home. Will I cry? Probably. probably. Okay. Then, uh, no, I don't think I don't. I don't know. I probably will. There's a lot of there's a lot of. I listened to the Tattletale one. I don't. I haven't heard the other one yet. I know there's a lot. That's the uh, the Tattletale one's the only other one I think I've done alone. I've done two shows alone. Entire time, 160 shows, and one's been my story. The other one's been the Tattletale one. I think I might did one more. I don't fucking remember. Anyway, uh, but uh, the I'll house. Ha- the what? The house. No, I'm getting you back on See, track. There you go. <laughs> okay, so with the house. What? Well, you were supposed to keep fucking talking while ago. You looked at me. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you done did it. No, okay, so for the house real fast. Um, What it is is that we want – I figured out that I was first looking at buildings, like trying to do it in a, in a building place, but it, the best place to do it would be to actually have a house. Um, and it will be sort of like – a shelter because I used to work at a DV shelter so I know exactly how these things are set up and I have schooling for it and everything that will help me to be able to run it 
Um, so basically what it is is that we'll be getting these boys and girls. Um, I kind of want to do both, but at, at first I want to start off with the males because there's no beds. Um, in the state of Georgia, we have 10 beds at any given time for uh, minors that have been trafficked. So under the age of 17 that have been trafficked, there's only 10 beds. And um, so the beds will go towards the boys at first and then eventually girls, and it gives them a home. Like I said, it, it's just like a foster care system. There's always going to be an adult there that, that monitors them. Why, why wouldn't they just go to a foster's home? Because they need extra care. They need the care that helps them get, get over it, but also because that's part of the issue. The foster care system is an issue when it comes to trafficking. Um, those kids are more acceptable to be in trafficked and going back and forth. Um, I guess I don't understand. I, I guess they're going to get reabused again. I guess so in my it mind, helps us. I guess in my mind, if these children are picked up, that the what is it? Is it C? Was it? Uh, what is our? What does Georgia call it? Child defects. Child protective services. Child protective services. I couldn't get it. I couldn't. I don't know why. So I'll call it defects. Yeah. Um, I don't understand why if a child's put picked up, why they wouldn't go into the custody of defects. Normally, well, a lot of times, like they'll they'll put them back to their parents um, to get, actually get your kids taken away from the. It takes a lot to get them taken away, um, and a lot of times the ones that we're coming across are already in the system, have already been abused or trafficked multiple times, multiple situations. So when we get them, what we what our goal is is to say you're going to stay here. I'm going to be your mama from now on. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to go to any other place and get abused again. You're not talking – you're talking about – you're not talking about a temporary place. You're talking about a long-term until, facility. Yes, okay. until they age that out. Makes, that makes Until they sense. edge out of the program. And they're also getting all the therapy and all the help that they need. One-on-one. Like One-on-one, -on -one, whatever it is that they need. And also, I had a dream about this. So let me tell you, I dreamed about this. And I dreamed that I had all these children and, you know, they called me Miss April or whatever. But what was great about it was, when you're talking about the sports thing, was we were at a sporting event for, like, like a couple of them. And that's the things that I want to help them, like, get into is yeah. get them into things that help heal them. So we were out there, and I was out there cheering for them. That's cool. And they were like, you're the only one that's ever cheered for me. That's you know, cold. and that's what I want to say is say, you know, to make sure that they have that one person in their corner until they age out. And then afterwards, I wanted to have transitional homes because once they age out, there's nothing else I can do. And I don't want to throw them to the wolves like the like the government does that here's 50 bucks. You're now 18. Happy birthday. You can no longer get this help. And transition is vital. So I wanted them to have a transitional home even after they get out of my place to where they would be able to help go to college or help get a job help them i want to teach them how to be adults when i have them i know I and know how to function on their own i know a family who does exactly what you're talking about over in eastman where mm -hmm. i'm from mm -hmm. i'll uh but i want to i want to do it for I'm, kids that i want to see if I, I'll, I'll reach out to them i'll see if, if there's a way to find out mm -hmm. I'll, I'll get them in touch with you i hadn't talked to them in a very long time but i'm I know that they still have it. I just rode past their sign mm -hmm. going to the golf retreat this weekend, so I yeah. know that it's still there. But, um, yeah, we'll get you smelt with that. I'm sure we can. we figure out something. I got to look more into it because a lot of it I don't understand. Mm -hmm. But that's – I'm yeah, not Yeah, it would be specifically to. for children that have been trafficked, but a lot I don't of them have been. I don't think you can do care. it just, like, just for kids that have been trafficked. I think it's a great idea. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's – 
I know there's a lot of kids Well, there. see, what I'll do is I'll work with the people in the George yeah. Cares. Yeah. So when they get a child that they have come across and they have already done assessments and said they have definitely been trafficked yeah. and they're in the system, so we got to get them out of the current position who's trafficking them and I get them you. a new home, they would then give me the, ch- the child. That's who I would go through to get these children and be it. directly to- from them. You got a game plan. That's what you got to have. Well, uh, well, ladies, thank y'all for coming. We'll uh, we'll have y'all back soon. And uh, thank each and every one of y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey. I will catch y'all next time.